Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Shalom, Shalom. Shalom. Minister Cedric, are, are you on the line? Yes, I'm here. And I, oh, okay. Did anybody just hear what I said? No, we couldn't hear you. Shalom, brother. Shalom. You're, you're breaking up terribly. Hello? Have you heard? Yeah, we, we can hear you a little bit, but you, you sound distant a little bit. A little bit much better. Seven o'clock PM Eastern Standard Time, six o'clock Central Time. Um, can we take a roll, please? On the record, I'll Salam, salam, salawayam. This is Brother Andrew. Uh, Andrew for the tribe of Benjamin. Four on the record. Shalom, Ima Yabro, tribe of Judah. Shalom, Ima. Shalom. Shalom, falling on the record. This is Octavon from the tribe of Benjamin. Shalom, nation. Shalom, my brother. Shalom, Shalom. nation. This is Shalom, nation. This is uh, Gavin from the tribe of Benjamin. For the record, Shalom, nation. Shalom, Shalom. brother. Shalom. Shalom, this is Brother Matthew, tribe of Judah. Shalom, brother. Shalom, brother Jasir. Shalom. There's a lot of wind on the line. Yes, that's uh, me. I'm just getting in this thing of card of an automobile. Cut this out. Thank you, brother. Not a problem. 
at everyone. Doc Cedric, I can't hear you at all. I can hear everybody but you, brother. Can anyone else hear him? No. no he, he, he can't oh. hear him. He sounds very distant and is breaking up a little bit. Is he still on the line? Can you go up and call back in? Yes, yes, sir. He's running up in Israel just signing in. I I can't hear you. Say it again, brother. It's Rami up in Israel signing in. Oh, on salam, brother. Shalom, brother priest. Um, I, I Cedric said he's gonna call back in. I didn't know if he caught that. He said he's gonna call back in, make sure his phone is correct. Okay, so I, I did not hear that, but thank you very much because I did not hear that. Hopefully everybody's doing okay today. Yes, sir. Um, Oh, can anybody hear me? I heard you that time, brother. But very well, it's probably my headphones, but I did hear you that time. All right, brother. Yield to you. What was that? I'm going to yield Okay, I didn't understand what he said. He said he was going to yield. All right, then try back one more time. Okay. Going on the record, brother Hakeem Chaba Judah. Salam. Salam, brother. Going on the record, Sister Roxanne Chaba Benjamin. Praise the Lord. Is that the brother? I be- I believe so, but um, can't hear him. Just uh, get on. This is brother Cedric. I'm I'm still on. I didn't go anywhere. I'm oh. I, I yield it to you, brother. I don't know if you didn't hear me or not. I I yield. I can it. hear you. Yeah, I can yeah, hear you. I can hear you now. I couldn't hear you before though. I can hear you now. What were you saying, brother? Yeah, I said I yielded to you, brother. Oh, you yielded. Okay. Yeah. Um, does anybody know anything about soy? 
Yeah. Soy as in like soy food, soya milk? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Was uh, it? Yeah, Shalom, but Andrew, um, I do know. I don't know much, but I know a little bit as in that soy has a tendency to change the male emotion uh, onto a female emotion. Um, sometimes even the male organs onto the female organs. Certain organs, yeah. Lean. Yeah. Uh, anybody else know anything about soy? Yes, I've read up on it, and it's used for household products, oil, and other things. Okay. I think I heard, I can't, I think I heard Gavin and Matthew, uh, Brother Gavin. Yes, sir. That's Brother Brother Priest. Uh, I know quite a little bit about it. Um, I mean, I know it shuts down your endocrine glands if you have too much of it, especially as a baby. They said it, it's the, the amount of soy that we drink, the, the amount of concentration that they give a soy baby, I mean, a soy baby, I'm sorry, they give a baby. Soy can actually, how should I say? It? It's almost like giving baby, uh, they say crack. It's almost equivalent to that. The damage that it does to the brain cells. I, I never took crack, so I don't know. I don't know how equivalent it is to, to crack. So. But uh, it's it deteriorates the brain cells as far as I know over time. And it also, just like Brother Andrew said, it it, it produces hormones which is dealing with feminine hormones, like the pheromones, dealing with um, estrogen. So it has more estrogen in it. They say when they create it, a lot of times when these, these HMO uh, people who are, who are making HMO seeds, these genetically mod- modified seeds, they're taking out the DNA so it could have, they could preserve the life for shelf life when they create soy juice or soy drinks. Or any type of soy derivative product. Uh, that's a lot about what I know about uh, of soy. Now you. So I stopped drinking soy a long time ago. So I used to drink it when I first got into, you know, trying to eat, uh, go vegan and all of that. So I'm more like into almond drinks and coconut drink juice and that sort of thing. And all you. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Thank you, brother Tada. Uh, I can have you. Shalom, brother. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. What, what I study up on uh, soy, that uh, they make plastic products on out of it. Yeah. And also, with with uh, uh, the soy products, soy has no life force. Basically, it is still a life force out of your body because it has no energy. It has no energy to give the body energy. Therefore, it steals from it, drives the body out. And it takes... Uh, basic uh, nutrients out of the body and out of the blood. So basically, it, it's slowly drying your body up. And that's where you get uh, the male male and female hormones uh, switching in the body because of, of, of the plastic, uh, what I want to say, uh, the plastic, basically, the estrogen that's in it. So it's giving male more... more uh, female estrogen and women more male hormones. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you, brother. To Don Hawk. Anybody else? Anybody got Ruth? Uh, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'm in Francis, so you might. Uh, uh, the same thing I heard that it affects male baby boys. And also, when I did my research, it, 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 it's used for household cleaning and, you know, cleaning up oil and stuff like that. It's used in, in, in products like that. With that, I yield. Has anybody heard that they use it for sex changes? Wow. Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. They're changing the hormones. Yeah, well, causing um cancer. Yeah, well, in Detroit, I um, I spoke about this some time ago, but I used to have a recording studio, right? So I had a client named Venus Moon, who was um, a transsexual, um, was at one point a man and then became a woman, or, uh, uh, you know, the cosmetic surgery to be a woman. And um, one of the things that they used uh, was soy um, in the diet. And I was just thinking about that today. Anybody know anything about gluten? About glue? Hello? Yes, ma'am. Hey, this is Helene. How are you? How's everyone? Greetings. Greetings. Pretty Greetings. good. Shalom. Hello. Greetings. Hello. Okay. I'm just Any, anybody know anything about uh, gluten? Uh... I know, no, I don't know much about gluten. I don't know much about, this is for the Angie, by the way. I don't know much about gluten, but what I do know is that people that are allergic to white dough, something of that nature, can't, it's too hard to digest or something of that sort, so they have to eat gluten or something like that. Yeah, that's all I know. Anybody else? Okay, well, gluten is supposed to be bad for you unless it's, unless it's abstracted from a wheat germ. But some people think that wheat germ is bad for you. So just be aware of that. All right, I want to say this very quickly. Shalom, brother. Uh, can you say that one more time ahead. about gluten? What, what did you say about gluten? One more time. Gluten is supposed to be bad for you unless it's abstract, extracted from wheat germ or wheat. But then some people think that wheat is bad for you. So you have to be mindful of that because, you know, it does a lot of different types of things to your body, but um, it's a slower effect. It's a much, much slower effect than that soy. In soy, if you manage soy properly, if you manage it properly, it won't take effect on you. But if you constantly eat it, it will start producing diseases as well, like uh, cancer and stuff like that, prostate cancer in men. So you got to really be careful with this soy. And um, <clears throat> I know this. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of vegans, they use soy 
And um, you got to be careful with too much soy. You know, just be careful. Um, let, let me say, let me say this. Okay. We have to really be, forgive me because I'm also traveling, but we have to really be uh, mindful. I got to say it plain. Okay. Nobody be offended. The more so-called knowledge you give to a Negro, the worse off he is. The, and I mean this sincerely, and I'm not trying to be offensive, but I know that it is offensive. That's not my intent. I just got to tell the truth. What I mean is we misunderstand or we miscomprehend, rather, information for knowledge. You may hear me say this a lot, but I'm going to keep saying it so this gets circulated throughout our whole community. The more so-called information that you have, particularly as a Negro, that stuff is an enemy to our people. Why? Because we are supremely arrogant. So when you give information to an arrogant and vain soul, they compute it as knowledge and wisdom, and then they start to treat people as though they have knowledge and wisdom that they have not yet attained. So, information, all information is not good information. All so-called knowledge is not good knowledge. There is a such thing as the knowledge of good and evil. There is a knowledge of evil, which is not good. So, excuse, excuse me, excuse me, brother. Please, can you um mention if somebody can go on mute? Um, can everyone mute, please? Can everyone mute? Cause it's it's noises and everything going. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Um, I'm saying that information in any of the wrong hands is the wrong thing. And I tell people, look, I don't know any three people that have read more books than me because of what my teachers did. They made us, they gave us 360 necessary definitions of life. Then they gave us the requirement of 360 book reports. Then, once we did the 360 book reports, we had to swap book reports with classmates. So if you end up as, as though you read 5,000 books. Now, at the time when we were doing this, I didn't understand the method to the madness. But, it, but I'm telling you, it's like, I feel like I've read, actually read probably 7,000 books. Now, I retained a lot of the stuff. Some of it I don't recall, uh, you know, off the top of my head all the time. But I retained a lot of it. And I'm telling you, if you don't understand the foundational principles of Scripture, all the book so-called knowledge, all the so-called information you get at best makes you a complete fool. Scholastic education 
makes you ignorant <laughs> to God Almighty. It makes you ignorant to the basic structure of life. So it behooves us to tuck in our egos mm. and stop thinking that we are so smart. You know what I'm saying? Like we know so so much. Well, we don't even understand. Listen, uh, people don't even understand the one book, the Bible. But yet they can read 50 books and think they got it all figured out. But they haven't read the one book to make sense out of it, let alone the 50 books to make sense out of them. And so as I have been dealing with these brothers, I went to see Justin, who was imprisoned, and he was telling me about how all these guys um, – were asking him about books, how he was looking for books, and how he actually, with just a little bit, the, the guy was in the nation actively for about a month. And the little things that he learned then and now was able to confound scholars and historians where he's at. And the point is, particularly for us brothers, because brothers, you know what? We have a real bad habit, man, of of getting some information and then letting it puff us up. You know, we got to stop that, man. We got to be mindful of it. I don't care how much you think you know. The best thing you could ever do in your life is to learn how to treat people properly. That's better than anything, particularly learning how to treat your woman. One of our seven-point principles of, of awareness, as the elders taught us, the greatest thing you can do is repair the male-female relationship. And the other part to that was when you do repair the male-female relationship, everything else will fall in place. Everything else will fall in place. So I just wanted to say that to us. Be mindful of that because we learn a lot of things here and it becomes information that turns into knowledge. Don't let this make you think that you're better than your brothers and sisters or that you're superior to anybody. We are not superior to anybody walking on this earth. Particularly, we definitely are not superior to our slave masters because what fool thinks he's superior to the one that has him enslaved? <laughs> what idiot thinks that? <laughs> they're black supremacists. I'm also leading to this thing that they did on... Um, anybody familiar with King Noble Black Supremacy? Yeah, he uh, has a radio show, right? I don't know if he does or not, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, He's a weird I just guy. Know, he, is, he is strange, but um, they uh, took his video. They put it on Alex Jones. They put it on Sean Hannity. And it's oh. going viral that he said that... It's open season on white people and white cops. Oh, boy. Think, think about that. Oh, man. Wow. Uh-uh. 
Shedrick, you there? Yes, sir, I am here. I hear you clearly now, brother. I yield to you. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I, when I heard you just said that, brother, it was just kind of like now. If you, if that wasn't a if that wasn't a sign of, uh, I guess you could say undercover terrorism, and folks already look at us like crazy. You get you know they don't got a hold of that little piece of info. Now they really be on the lookout, you know, and they're, you know, I don't know. I I think you just have to watch how you promote yourself, you know, because you're, you, you know, indirectly you're representing a whole bunch of people, you know, just like you, who may think just like you, and they may be listening every day and they be just want to do the same things you do. Might be a target. I just wanted to throw that out there. That's the first thing I thought about. But uh, anybody have any opinions about that? <laughs> Shalom. This is what I had to and I just want to make mention that I've never actually given the individual the courtesy or taken the time out not to hear what he has to say because on, on a real note, when, um, when, 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 when you are aware of who you are, um, you're going to focus on doing that which you're supposed to be doing. And if you know you're in a situation in your life where you're not doing that what you're supposed to be doing, you're not going to put the focus on things that can't help you get to where you're supposed to get. And especially if you're talking about killing white people, white people, the devil, white people, nigga this and nigga that, I waste my energy. You know, um, I waste my energy. I realize I'm getting older and older and older. I get the less energy I have to last throughout the day. So I got to be very circumspect in how I offer my energy towards that which I offer my energy onto. Um, um, I, I, I honestly, I hope that that individual could come to a realization of uh, that which is, that which really matters, that which really is orchestrating this, 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 um, this, this, this cosmos, this world, you know, the world that that does matter, um, and that I yield. I have a question for everybody. How was uh has anybody in this commercial um called Ron Paul Message seventeen? No, I haven't seen it. And anybody. Nobody's seen this commercial. No, I haven't seen it. No, sir. Okay, I was alerting one of the brothers yesterday that I had been seeing video of about Ron Paul where he's telling America that they need to be prepared for this up-and-coming financial crisis that's supposed to be worse than 2008, uh, the 2008 recession that we had been through. And I've been seeing this. Um, for months, I um, I I checked out. Like, okay, somebody, somebody, please mute. Sorry about that. I apologize. 
Thank you. I've been seeing this commercial for quite some time, and I don't know how you guys have it, but if you guys get a chance, if you're near a computer, please look this up. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Priest had been basically, it seemed like Priest had, he always speaks on these things before they actually come out. And it's like when they come out, you have no choice but to say, gee whiz, we heard it here first. You know, he's been saying it since 2011 that they are going to foreclose on Beast Incorporated. And these, these legislators, Congress, they all know what's going to happen. And they're giving you, I guess you could say, formal notice in the form of a commercial. <laughs> a lot of people may think it's a campaign ad, but it's not a campaign ad. It's a actual commercial telling people to get themselves in order find prices. Years ago, back in 2013, Chris had alerted uh not only those, but he did a podcast alerting everyone that that's not in the nation about how they were going to start slowly, surely getting rid of some of these, um, how should I say, these uh, welfare programs. Slowly but surely, you'll start to see a lot of these uh, government agency uh, or, or I guess you say public administration jobs uh, dealing with, uh, I guess you say, the general people are disappeared. Maybe Medicaid, maybe Medicare, all of the stuff you'll slowly start. These people cannot fund this stuff any longer. But I just thought I would out there. I, you guys check it out. Um, you know, I, I don't see how anybody hasn't seen the commercial. It's been flying across the TV for last But the floor is open. Brother, you keep going in and out. You keep going in and out, brother Shedrick. I don't know if it's just me. Is that just me? I, no. I hear it too. I hear yeah, it all. I hear it too, brother. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what's going on with my phone. It's, um, obviously, it's not. Lord have mercy, bro. It's the headpiece you bought. I don't have my. I don't have my. I stopped because can hear me. I don't know. Still can't hear me. So it's got to be my phone. Are you on speaker? Yes. Oh, that's probably what it is. Because it's like, like every other word is like cutting off. But, um, you know what? To speak to the economic situation, listen. Our people keep lying to one another. We, we keep lying to one another. Our people don't really love each other like they claim. And what's going to happen is the more and more the economy gets squeezed, that's going to prove it. What it's going to prove is that 
we're going to turn. If you haven't seen that movie, uh, it's Brad Pitt, um, World War Z. Yeah. Okay. I have. That's a good movie, but listen, these zombies uh, that they show in the movies, you got to think about what this really is saying. This is not, let me just take a practical approach. I've lived in Detroit most of my life. I've seen nothing but zombies walking around me in the form of crackheads, prostitutes, heroin addicts, so on and so forth. Particularly when they get hungry. Okay? And they start doing all types of desperate things to satisfy the drug uh, habit or the, the hunger. Now, what happens when the economy starts to draw up anymore because you can see they're switching. They're trying to make the switch to these electric cars and stuff. But you, when the economy dry, dries up, and our people can't afford the cars. And then you're going to see who really loves each other. You're going to see them turn against each other and kill each other off. Because when it comes to love, that means, it, it literally means everybody must sacrifice. Everybody must sacrifice. A little bit of something yields a whole lot of something else when you pull your resources and co-op your uh, your finances as the scriptures tell us to do. We haven't really talked about this, but I want to put this out there. What we fail to realize is that in the scriptures, there's a bunch of type, a, a bunch of different offerings. There's burnt offerings, trespass offerings, uh, trespass sin offerings. See, there's a lot of different types of offerings. Not to mention ties, not to mention how you to conduct your everyday finances. Scriptures tell you you're not even supposed to get a mortgage from a foreign nation. It says it flat out. You are you have no business getting a mortgage from a foreign nation. But my point is, in the scriptures, we are only supposed to do our banking with our own temples, within our own people. We're supposed to do our tithes and offerings, yes. But imagine this. If every sin that you did, now just be honest, I don't care how big or small it is, what if you had? What if you took it upon yourself to go give an offering to the temple? You know how rich we would be? <laughs> all, the sins, all the sins our people do, We'd be billionaires overnight if you gave sin offerings alone. Let's say sin offerings and then trespass offerings. We'd be trillionaires overnight. We have an obligation to be able to check ourselves. That's what the offerings are about, to be able to say, hey, I'm doing wrong. Here's my admittance that I'm doing wrong. So let my... Wicked works benefit the nation of our people in honor of the Lord. Because poverty, um, lack, um, not having enough, 
financially, you would never think that that has anything to do with your spirituality. It has everything to do with it. It has everything to do with it. And here's why. When you break a law today, there is a uh, a monetary fine, and there is sometimes there's a fine for you serving quote unquote time behind bars. In the scriptures, it was the same. That's what the sin offerings are. That's what the trespass offerings are. That is what atonement is. That is what animal sacrifice was because animals were a form of, well, they still are. Animals are a form of currency. If any of you had any dogs, like I wish Tony was here, but um, Kiamu, he, he bred his dog and then sold the dogs. And um, the point is, you're going to see that the more and more it tightens up, you're going to have to for real be disciplined. You're going to have to for real follow protocol, tuck in that ego, and share with your nation. You got to pitch into your nation. Stop making excuses because sometimes your excuses are lies. But we got to pool our resources because that's the only thing that's going to get us through these tough times that are about to come is you got to be able to do commerce. And I'm not saying all commerce is federal reserve notes, but you got to be able to do commerce and you got to be able to be disciplined and orderly or there is no way that people are going to survive. And the angel of death is sweeping across our people and is going to continue to take these Negroes out of here day after day after day. Thank you. Shedrick, you there? Yes, sir. Can I be heard? Yeah, you, that's much better, brother. I yield to you, sir. Man, praise the Lord. I got the earphones in now. All right. <laughs> um. Does anybody have anything specifically uh, they want to add on that particular uh, thing before I say anything? Because I do want to say something, but I want to give everybody a chance to say something about that. Anybody there? Brother, yes, uh, Shalom Nation. This is uh, Brother Gavin, Papa Benjamin. Uh, I would like if either one of you brothers um, Minister Cedric or Brother Priest, if you could elaborate. There's a couple of questions I have, but one of them is on the blood moon. I just wanted to spin off of, I know Sister um, uh, Iman Nauru was talking about that a while back, a couple of months ago, and I've read, a, I've, you know, I've done my little uh, search and read on it a little bit online, and I, I, I know you guys related it is It's in the Bible per se, referring to the blood moon, but could you, any one of you guys could elaborate it, uh, elaborate on that topic? Because I yeah, think... that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I see, you know, a lot of, like, just like what Brother T said, you know, that dark, uh, creepy 
that, that feeling that's just taking people out slowly but surely. Even my, you know, even my dad, um, you know, I don't want to put him on blast, but, when, you know, he, you know, he was suffering from a lot of chronic problems before he passed. He passed two years ago. And uh, I was away for a while when I came back to New York. And I was living in Florida. My last place I was living was in Florida. I came back to New York. And my wife and I, you know, we were going, my consort, we were going through some issues. So I, we split up. So I was living back home with my parents. And I just noticed like a dark, eerie, you know, like feeling between my mother and father, like the way they were, like they, their health issues that they never had before in their lives. So I'm like, wow, I mean, why you guys take all, you got all these pills on the table? What are you taking these pills for? And, and I just know that. I came from a family that was into herbs and drinking roots and, you know, like for any ailments or any problems to turn to that. And I'm like, what is going on here? And then I realized half of the pills were my mother, well, my father. So I started to talk to my father, like, you know, dad, I know you, you were like anti-pills. What's going on? What are you taking these pills for? He's like, oh, I got it. And so, you know, my, my, my uh, renal, I got renal failure and my kidneys are failing. You know, I might be put on dialysis. I said, excuse me, what? So I said, you know, I told him, to make a long story short, I was telling him, I was like, listen, I'm going to put you on a regimen. Please, just follow it. You know, eliminate X, Y, Z, A, B, C. I told him all the things to eliminate and try to juice more and try to introduce more other foods that they know to eat. It's just that, I guess, I don't know, why they're eating certain other foods and still complaining about their health. It, 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 it baffles me. So, but anyway, he started to do it. And I would say less than a month later, he was, he was, he was fighting it because he's like, boy, you know, he was really hungry at certain times. He really wanted to cheat. I was like, no, please, that don't do it. But anyway, long story short, he basically went back to the doctor. And they were like, Mr. Dodge. Um, there's no problems no more. I don't see you have any problems. They never talked to him about how, they were trying to beg him to go on dialysis because anytime you go into these new programs, they make a lot of money, you know, putting you on these dialysis or diabetic programs. So uh, I told him, I was like, don't do it, don't do it, please. And it's like what I told him to do within a month reverses chronic issues. And then he went to Jamaica for a little while before his death. And, he, you know, he was trying to, like, go back and forth to Jamaica, especially during the winter season, the cold winter season. And he was rejuvenating. He was feeling good. He was calling us back in New York and saying, oh, he's feeling great. He's in the mineral bath. You know, he's doing all this different stuff to keep himself healthy, eating all these good foods. And uh, when he came back, I saw an eerie look at his face. He was coming down the hallway. looked like he was still sick. I was like, is this the same guy that was just talking to me about he was doing great? And I gave him a hug, and I, you know, I told my love, I was like, wow, man, I'm glad to see you come back. And uh, a couple of days later, we were sitting in um, the, it was a Friday, and we were sitting, talking, looking at the news. And that's when he got up. He was, he was dipping out like he was looking very sleepy. And he was like, I got, I'm going to go in the room because I got to drop your mother to um, church tomorrow because my family's seven, my mother's seven events and stuff, you know, and the Sabbath came in. So she was getting herself prepared for bed. And then I could hear them in the next room because I went to bed a little early. So it was around like 8 o'clock. They were talking and everything. And then all I can remember is 12 o'clock waking up. My mother was like, Gavin, come in the room. And then my brother was in there like, Gavin, Gavin. And I, and I see my father basically 
almost half lifeless, broken, you know, on his own saliva. Because I think his, um, his air sacs, his alveoli's inside his uh, lungs, I think they all collapsed and they didn't expand back again. I think he had too much mucus is what I really think of what happened to him. Because I could see him choking like, <laughs> and I was like, God, man. You know, he's, my father was like my hero, you know what I mean? And to see him go like that, I was like, wow. But, you know, and I had to call the cops and everything. The ambulance, they came. They tried to revive him. They said they, they tried, but they couldn't get him back. I only told the story because I'm seeing this now. I'm like, ever since I've been back in New York for the last 10, about like five, six years now, I've been seeing a lot of people dying that I knew from when I used to grow up with them or people that used to take care of me as a kid. And, you know, they were like my second, third mothers or my second and third dads, you know what I mean? They're all falling out. I've been trying to help them, you know, food-wise and health-wise, health and they don't want to listen. You know, it's like they're stuck in a pattern. But I just think it's like, I don't know, I was just thinking about the blue moon and this, this you know, last days that everybody, you know, all churches keep preaching about. And I just think we're going through all that right now. People don't want to listen, and they think they know it all, and, I yield. Hey, Brother Gavin. Hey, this is our yes, first element. Hey, yes, Brother sir. Gavin, can you send me a text message real quick? I lost your okay. number. Okay, no problem. All right, Shalom, thank you. You know what? I, I got a new phone. I just remembered. I lost yours, too. So I got a, um, I lost all my old numbers, so... We probably have to exchange it. I don't know how before this call is over. I'll give it to you now right. if you want. Here, 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 write mine down real quick. I'm actually driving. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, uh. All right, let me pull over. I'm going to pull over. Shalom, Brother Bartholomew, Brother Gavin. Um, yeah. This is Octravon. I can actually text it to Gavin because I, I got your number if you like. I can okay. Text. All right. Appreciate it. Your, your number and um, go Thank from you, there. Brother. All right. With Thank that, you, I brother. yield. Shalom. All right, thanks. Shalom. Ta-da. You there, Cedric? Oh, shalom. Born on the record, this is Minister Cedric. Can I be heard now? <laughs> yep. All right. Um... The brother had asked about blood moon, and um, I was going to yield it to you, brother priest, because I don't know specifically uh, anything about blood moons. I don't, I, I don't get into that per se. And I figured I'd give that to you to see if you can shed some light on it for the brother, and and you making teach us all something, especially me, because I don't know anything about. It. You know, blood moves. I don't know how to calculate. So. Well, brother priest, what? Yes, sir. Priest. Can you also speak on the uh, the shemitah, whatever that is, and the uh, feast of tabernacles that's supposed to be going on through this month, and what we're supposed to be doing this month or something? Because I heard something about the uh, blood moon and the shemitah and uh, jubilee and all type of stuff this month. Okay, all of this stuff is not on the correct cycle. 
Um, like Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is the new year, okay? Or the first is the new year, all right? Jewish people follow a 10-month calendar. So that is totally off. Um, so that's wrong. Nobody should be, let me make this clear. Really, nobody should be having any type of Holy Day event unless they have established it in law, period. That's why you don't hear us pressing that issue, because we have established it in law. We can do it, but look, you got the issue of people's jobs and people comprehending it. Look, we could take somebody and convert them in their status overnight. It's no good because we can we cannot raise ignorant people anymore. You must have full disclosure of the facts. You must know what you're doing because if you don't agree with, don't just do it because everybody else is doing it. Do it because you comprehend it. You know what I'm saying? This is what the Christ said. You all out here, I'm paraphrasing, you all out here doing all these traditions, you're doing all these rituals, but yet you're blaspheming the Lord, you're breaking the law with your rituals and your traditions because they were under Roman captivity and they did not even understand that. Anyhow, dealing with the blood moon, Justin asked me the same question about the blood moons. What I would say about it has to do with commerce, but I want to yield the email Yaru. If she's there. Ema, are you there? Maybe she's not there. I'm here listening to the Blood Moon. Oh, what about Ema Yaru? Hello? Yes, ma'am, I heard you. I'm just listening to hear much more about the blood moon as well. Okay, let me explain this. Hello? Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry, can you repeat? Okay, yeah, okay, now listen. When we're dealing with moons, the way... Shalom, can you hear me? Shalom? Yes. I'm sorry, my phone cut. My phone cut off. What What did you want me to speak on, Brother Priest? Blood moons. Oh, the blood moons. Well, it's in the scriptures that, you know, the moon would turn red, so it's a spiritual thing as well as a physical thing. We see it with our own eyes that it does occur. And then from a scientific standpoint, you would have to learn more about, you know, why it occurs. A lot of people think that the, uh, the sun and moon is fall and that the sun and moon are not the same size or anything. The Creator, if you go to the Book of Enoch, it will tell you about, it's called the Book of Illuminations. If you go to the Book of Enoch, you'll learn a lot about your, your, your earth plane and the moons and suns and stars. But as far as the blood moon, it always has different events that happen at that particular time, and most of the events are not good events. And the, the very, 1948 is when Israel was established under a blood moon, and it, as we know that they took, you know, they took control of Israel through our government, so a lot of events happened. Even the Messiah was, I think, uh, uh, 
persecuted during that time frame. So the blood moon that comes up now and also the Sabbath, you got to understand, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the scripture, those who are on this side, the, 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 the goats get on one side and the sheep get on the other side, and the, right, the ones on the right said, well, why? You know, he said, when you were hungry, when I was hungry, you didn't feed me, etc." Well, I think this is a time of jubilee nature for those who are in tune with the Creator and are in alignment with the laws, statutes, and government that, you know, the Creator does not always allow the negative spirit or that unrighteous uh, uh, creatures or creation to come to power all the time. He does show his spiritual side of righteousness, and we are in a position to be on that side, like in kings, choose you this day who you're going to serve. So the blood moon is just a typical example of there is going to be some catastrophes, and like Brother Priest says, uh, foreclosure is coming, and I wanted to bring about one example of that, is that the President Obama just recently signed uh, for uh, 10,000 Syrians to come into this um, country. And we know that a lot of us don't have jobs. It's hard getting jobs. He says it's going to be squeezed. We're getting ready to be squeezed, so you know they're going to get these people numbers, et cetera, and these people are going to be working in our places. So that's the simplification of if you don't have yourself right, if you're not aware of your commercial aspects, if you don't get your, your spiritual side right, your mental side right, then you're going to fall by the wayside. And also President Obama, if you also know, he just renamed Mount Kinley to Danelle or something. So there's a lot of stuff going on that's pointing up to greater, higher spiritual things that we have to recognize on a physical level. And with that, I yield. Praise the Lord. The earth is on a moon cycle. Okay? The earth is on a lunar vibration. When these blood moons happen, did anybody see what just happened? Uh, was it Costa, not Costa Rica? It was in the, in the um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was it was in South America. If you look at the blood moons and look at the natural disasters, they line up. Tidal waves, the water of the earth is directly connected to the moon. Tidal waves happen a lot of times and tsunamis when the, the earth gets closer to the moon in its rotation. Okay? Now, commercially, what is going on is the original calendars that our people used they weren't lunar or solar calendars originally, but they counted by moons. They designated things by moons. That's our original. That's the original calendar of the Earth, actually. Although some people try to argue it, but we can prove it. Now, what I'm saying is, in commerce. They follow the moon cycles. And because religions don't understand that it has nothing to do with the religion, then you'll have like Islam, you'll have like 
I don't know, di- different religions and stuff with their pictures of their moons and things, not comprehending that that was a calendar for us, and they made it into some object of worship. Now, commercially, what they do is they release that, they flood, um, for lack of a better way to say it, they inflate the economy, and they drain all the money out of the economy according to moon cycles. Now, watch what happens on the blood moon when all of these debts start getting called in. Just watch. Turn on what's that one show? Is it Money Madness uh, or Mad Money? I think it's Mad Money. When you get to a full moon, a new moon, a blood moon, turn on anything you can and watch the stock market. Watch all of that. And what you're going to understand is that the people that are governing commerce are Jewish. What does that mean? That they're students of the Hebrews. We taught the Jewish people, we taught them commerce. So as we would conduct commerce according to lunar cycles, we taught them to conduct commerce according to lunar cycles. So you're going to see that additionally happen. So those are the few things I can say about it right now. I yield. Brother Priest, this is uh, Oxy Crystal. Um have a question for you. Um, yes. So on a, in an article I read, it states that uh, this will be the first time that it will be a blood moon and a Shemitah cycle at the same time. What is your response on that? Well, like I'm saying, they're basing that off of the um, Jewish calendar. So I I would have to actually I, I haven't looked at it and I and one of the reasons I haven't looked at it because I know that they're going on this Jewish calendar, the ten month calendar. Now, let's say if it's actually legitimate, then that is a sign of the 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 forthcoming of the great and dreadful day, which is actually um a change of age. That's the best way I could describe it. Because a great day, I'm not talking about a day. Like the scripture says, a day is a thousand years, a thousand years is a day. A great day is actually 2,546 years, I believe it is. 2,546 years. Every great day there's a change of age or eon. That's one of the signals that you've changed, that that, that has changed. In, in doing this shift in paradigm, first thing that's going to happen, they're going to start killing more and more and more bloodshed. More and more and more. If it's not bad enough, it's going to get worse. So I, I urge everyone, that's the limited amount I can say on it because I would have to check that calendar to make sure that that's correct. And I don't want to say too much without looking at that first. So hopefully that helps, but, you know, 
take it with a grain of salt because I don't want to say too much so I know for sure that they're on point with their calendar, which I don't think they are. Shalom. Shabbat Andrew. Shalom. Yes. Um, I remember, you know, that's why it's very important that we comprehend the scriptures. You know, we take the time out now, we read, we get to know ourselves, we get to revamp our minds more and more from us reading in the scriptures and us comprehending the scriptures based off our mind operates because I remember I, I remember when I first heard and Brother Priest, I don't even remember I don't know if you remember when I called you after the nation call and I was telling you I said I don't even know if you remember it because I was just uttering in such um zeal but not according to knowledge. I was saying unto you, brother Regardless of whatever it is, I most I put it on my spirit for me to head to Jerusalem if I got to dip and leave everything, so be it. So I know when I first heard that this message, that was my mentor. I was really willing to leave this region, this said land that I'm on right now, and go to Jerusalem as a refugee, so be it. And just be there. You know, but at the end of the day, um, most I revealed it into me that Regardless of what, he's going to save his people. The blood moon is not the end. The world, the scripture says the world will not end. The earth will not be destroyed. The blood moon does not mean the earth is going to be destroyed because the scripture says that the seas will be parted once again and the children will travel on back the same way how they, the children will travel to that land the same way how they travel to the land of first port, the first part. So we ought to comprehend the scriptures for that which we ought to comprehend. Like, we have to comprehend the scriptures in the manner in how we ought to comprehend it. We ought to continue on pressing on doing that which we're supposed to be doing. We ain't even, we really ain't even started yet. As the chosen people of the Moshai. Moshai gave us a commandment, go across the globe. Witness, bring forth, make a testimony of his deeds of his will, of the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High. Four and on the record. Yeah. You know, that's a good point, brother, because I, I, I'm glad you said that, because a lot of people think that the scripture says there's the end of the world like it's the end of the earth. When the scripture is talking about the world, it's talking about a world. It's not talking about the earth. And the world is like, um, here's a good way to describe a world, a kingdom. So if I say the animal kingdom, the fish kingdom, the rainforest kingdom, we're talking about micro worlds that are all inside or encompassing the earth. So when it's talking about that change, it's not talking about the end of the earth. It's talking about the change of hands and power. What world is ruling this earth? Well, right now, Satan's world is ruling the earth, and Satan's world is is the the Roman Catholic Church in the United States of America, and all of their insular possess in the United Kingdom and all their insular possessions. That's Satan's world, but that world is going to be replaced. And if you read it, particularly Revelation seven, come out of well, not Revelation seven, but. I think it's 18, come out of my people, 
that ye be not partakers of her sins and receive of her plagues. So in Revelation 7, there has to be 144,000 sealed before anything else goes down. The 144,000 got to be sealed. Now you show me one group of people other than us that really get that. Now I know everybody on this line might not fully get it, but there are some of us that have been in the nation long enough to, to have done our studies. We know what it means to be sealed. Who else knows what it means to be sealed but us? And who else has went after our people to get them sealed? With the rest of these people, they're talking idolatry. They're talking about some Jesus sticking his hand out of the clouds, and they got everybody thinking everybody's going to be saved because they professed the name of Jesus. Okay? That's not what the Scripture says. There's wrath coming. <laughs> There's wrath coming on people that have professed the name of Jesus, particularly them, because they're, the Lord is angry at the seven churches. They've been faking it. They've been teaching lies, and they're going to be destroyed. Well, anyway, thank you for that, brother. I yield. Brother Don't give Ma'am. I want to ask you a question uh, pertaining to the context of kingdom. Could not the word kingdom apply to a man, individually as a man, you know, that kingdom? Well, I don't know. Give me an example of what you mean. Okay, you know, when when we talk about kingdom, uh, could it not apply to individuals such as a man or, you know, a woman, you know, especially men? I mean, out of their seed, it can come a kingdom, so could it not just basically apply to, you know, individual people or men, in particular, you know, destruction or end of the world or end of that kingdom? You mean one individual man, or you mean... I mean, could, could a man be identified as a kingdom? I, to be honest with you, I don't... I. I can't see how. I can see how if he's identified as the king of a kingdom. Okay. You see what I mean? So if if, if it's the, for instance, uh, King Hussein. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Whatever kingdom he rules, uh-huh. I can see that being identified as a man because uh-huh. that's his kingdom. Or like Solomon. Solomon's kingdom. I can see uh-huh. that being Relating to a man, I could see that, yeah, in that form. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, okay, got you. I was just thinking, you know, because a man can produce, a, you know, the seed, you know, he can, you know, he was considered, a, you know, a kingdom. You know, out of him will come a kingdom. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying now. I see, you know, I, I think my mind was somewhere else. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. You have to agree with you. I definitely have to agree with you. Okay. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you because a man carrying a seed produces produces a, a new kingdom by doing it. Okay, okay. So, so, so it could be an end of a kingdom or that man if if he's not righteous or anything of that nature. I was just thinking that was just something I was thinking about. That's all. Yeah, it's definitely the end of their kingdom. <laughs> you can see, you can see where, and everybody's in denial, and they're st- right. they're steady lying. They're lying to the American people. They're lying to the people all over the earth. They're uh-huh. You can't convince me 
you know that they're, they're, the new law for they're going to change this currency goes into effect next month. Okay. So they're going to convert the currency next month. Now, wait a minute. Let's just, let's just use common sense. Let's use common sense. When does a foreign country come to another country and make them convert their money? Guess what? What did America do when they went over there in Iraq? And then they launched those Iraqi dinars. And they got everybody funding an Iraqi dinar. And everybody thinks they're going to get rich. Yeah, you put in a put in $100, you're going to get a million dollars in Iraqi dinars. <laughs> right? So America went to war with Iraq, um, beheaded uh, Saddam Hussein, then gave everybody, now check it out, gave everybody Jesus T-shirts, <laughs> and, and enforced um, a, a, um, a um, what do you call it, um, a platform conversion to democracy. So they put in, quote, unquote, democratic voters' ballots in Iraq now, completely took over their uh, dollar bill, their, their form of currency, and replaced it with what they wanted. Now, this is about to happen to them. Okay? They went to war in Iraq and beheaded somebody for that. And then they replaced their, their currency. But all of a sudden, they owe China, and now China made the move to replace their currency, and it's going into effect next month. And we're supposed to think that the foreclosure is not here. Uh, I don't know about that. They're lying to these people. And I, I kept saying they're going to do it slowly but surely, and it's going to just happen slowly, and everybody's going to be living their everyday life. It's going to be a takeover, and you're not going to even really realize that it's, that it's here. But we, we're standing in the face, and I'm telling you, if we don't stay focused, and, and particularly in this nation, any disruptors from now on, I will personally ask you to leave because we don't have time to play anymore. <laughs> what we're about to do, what we're about to do and, and need to accomplish takes focus, discipline, protocol. You know, it really does. No time for playing games. And I want to specifically talk to the brothers. No sorry excuses for why you cannot man up. Because these sisters do more of our work for us than we able to do for ourselves. That's ridiculous. We have to man up. Tuck in that ego. Stop trying to puff your chest out and be above every damn body. And let's be brothers and sisters with respect and stop plotting and conniving and sneaking around and doing devious things, man. We got we don't have time to play. You know, I don't know if anybody's talked to Bartholomew, um, but he brought some stuff to me the other day, last week. And I said, Bartholomew, why don't you confide in Emi Yaruf and then take it from there? 
because I didn't want new people coming in and then, you know, the first thing they hear is some <laughs> doomsday type of stuff. You know, I really didn't want that. But listen, all we have to do is obey the most high, particularly when it comes to law, government, commerce. The scriptures teach you that you are to pool your resources with your people, your congregation, your temple, and that everybody is supposed to rise together economically. We never had a poor people. That's a new thing. The only time we were poor is when we were slaves. So obviously, most of us are poor now, so that's because we're slaves. How about we stop this damn selfishness, man? You you know you have this or that access to this or that, and you won't even share with your people? How about we stop that? It's ridiculous. And we can't make it like that. So no matter what we hear, brothers and sisters, it's good to know what's going on. It's good to have the information. But there's nothing for us to worry about as long as we got each other and we're moving towards one goal, which is the greatest thing we can accomplish within us as a nation is to govern ourselves under the laws of the most high. We follow that. You cannot go wrong. You cannot go wrong. Hopefully everybody hears me. I'll hear. I got one more question for you, Brother Priest, that I think is kind of of, of most important. Nowadays, they got a war against the people because a lot of people are beginning to so-called, quote-unquote, wake wake up to contracting. But what I've been noticing is that they're making us go, okay, what they do is you go somewhere to the bank, to uh, a a mortgage place, to the doctor, wherever, and they they have you electronically sign stuff. And they don't give you the, and I was talking to somebody and the situation came up, but they don't allow you, or if you're not aware of it, you know, because me, I'm going to ask. Put that stuff out first. But uh, that, can you address that on, on that situation? Because they're doing it more and more and more now. You know, just, just make you sign stuff without seeing it. Well, you know what? People that, that are, quote, unquote, waking up to law, they are troublemakers most of the time. Uh-huh. But in our in our situation, listen, do not sign anything. We know this in the nation, so I know you know this even, but I'm saying this to all of us. Do not sign anything without investigating it and weighing it against the scriptures. I don't care how little you know about the scriptures or how much you know. Weigh it against the scriptures before you sign anything. So I can see why there. A lot of this is, is just technological advancement, so where they they're doing electronic signatures, which is okay. But it's not okay if you don't have full disclosure of the facts, if you're not given the opportunity to read the contract before signing it, because you sign this stuff blindly, and they will have you giving up your firstborn, literally. They and and actually they did do that, by the way. They had you give up your firstborn. When you sign the birth certificate, they had you do that. They do do other things, but listen, we got to be aware of what we're doing out here. 
and not be blind fools because these people will have you sign some stuff that you don't understand and you, when they come to collect, you're going to be mad at them and you have no reason to be mad at them. You need to be mad at yourself, angry with yourself. You better start reading this stuff because they'll tell you, okay, you're going to sign a blood contract to worship Satan and you did it and you didn't read it. <laughs> you know? So, you know, that's what they're doing in church. People don't know that. Well, we know in the nation. You know, you'll, you'll join a church and you'll sign a membership card, right? Or something like that, right? You're signing an agreement to pay ties to Satan. Listen, all churches, I don't care what they tell you. This is not me making this up. Look it up for yourself if you think I'm lying. Look it up in the law books. All churches are either Catholic or Protestant. All church, I don't care if they're Apostolic, Baptist, Anabaptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, whatever. They're all either Catholic or Protestant. So everything that's not Catholic is Protestant. The Catholic church controls the Protestant church and the Protestant doctrine. The Protestant church has to pay its tithes to the Catholic church. Well, excuse me. It has to pay taxes to the Catholic church. It collects tithes from all of the churches that are incorporated in order to pay taxes to the Catholic church. So all of the money that you give to the local church in the neighborhood has to go to the local bank. They have to tally up what was given in tithes and offerings, and they send a portion of that to Rome. America pays Rome. They pay Satan himself. And if you if you don't realize that the Catholic Church is in fact the Church of Satan, just do your research and you're gonna find out that before they can be a high ranking official in the church the Catholic Church, they have to join the Church of Satan. Everybody knows this, by the way, except for us. They have to join the Church of Satan before they can be a high-ranking official in the Catholic Church. That's not me making it up. That's what I got from studying them and looking at them. And they have it in the books. So that's what's going on out here. Better wake up. And look, some of our people, they... Our people don't necessarily worship the devil like, we don't worship the devil like, um, oh, Satan is God. That's not what we do. We worship the devil in the form of our behavior. And they do it in the name of what they call Jesus. But yet, everything, they, they call themselves a Christian, but yet their behavior is anti-Christian. It is anti-Christ. Fornication, adultery, lying, cheating, coveting, all against Christ. But they call out Christ like their, their Savior, 
But what do they save from when you have the same behavior as you did when you were in the world? You're not saved from anything. You are the same wicked, misled soul in the church that you were outside the church. Oh, it's just, you know, you're praising Satan and doing it. <laughs> I yield. Shalom. 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 Out of the Zionist um, international bankers, um, which are the top families that are in power? To be very honest with you, the ones that, that are actually in power, nobody knows their names. The ones that we know of are in power are, of course, the Rothschilds. So we know of them. But those are the people that you see. See, in reality, the scriptures teach, teach us we're not to make icons of ourselves. We're not to make likenesses of ourselves for the, for the point of, um, of worship. So whenever you see um, a Hebrew, particularly, going out snapping pictures of themselves, putting them all over, making themselves posters and videos and all this type of stuff, calling themselves promoting the word of God, that's forbidden in the scriptures. I'm not saying you can't do it in moderation. I'm saying is what is the motivation? So that's why you don't see the faces of the international bankers because they know that. They know that principle. The Rothschilds, you'll see them, but they're in the. They're they're not the real. They're not the real people. They're the ones that disappear to be the real people. The Rothschilds and Rockefellers, you know, they're not the real ones. Um, being on the fact that you have these people um, are presumed I guess they have some type of uh, face value of a perceived, I guess you could say God or whatever they want to call it because you know a lot of people think these people are God but the one thing a lot of people have to understand about the Rothschild is that they follow these laws better than we follow these laws and I and I pay attention to the you know, I paid attention, you know, to what they were doing by following just by, you know, taking what Pretat learned what Pretat taught us here in the nation and applying it to what they were actually doing in banking and these people were following their laws. And I'm bringing this up because I saw something the other day. Um someone posted on Facebook and it was like the Bible said Every seven years, you're supposed to get rid of debt. Well, I know America. Well, I got debt. America should just get, you know, I should just uh, they, they should just give us a uh, hey, they should just let us uh, get rid of our debt, just give our debt. And I'm just saying to myself, like, obviously, if you were Hebrew and you've been reading the scriptures long enough, you'd understand that it doesn't work like that. And apparently, a lot of our that's why I think. This will be the official difference between tribes and any other different camp. Because whereas in a lot of other camps, they read it, but they don't understand it. We understand it. We can better recognize how to execute it. Everybody in this nation by now should know that no one just releases a debt. Eventually, you will understand the protocols that follow it later on, but you don't know United States is just not going to just release a debt from you because 
how it necessarily what it should say. Of course, there's negotiations going on, but I had to say to myself, man, our people are really, really screwed up. And it, we got like this, you owe me mentality. Like, and it's sad that we we think like that. I, you know, I saw that the other day, and it's no different than with you have these same Hebrews who will look at the Christians and say, oh, they're taking tithes from the people. Oh, they some criminals. they devils because they're taking tithes from the people, and they 501c3s. But you use the same scriptures that the Christian church is using <laughs> to fuck your own people and have your people thinking that it's okay to just go around and tell the government, I don't, you, we don't have to worship you. You ain't our God. We don't have to pay no taxes. You're supposed to give us our stuff for free. You're supposed to free our debts because the, because the Bible said. And it's like, well, you're no different than the, you're no different than the Pope pastors then. You might as well just go and share the you might as well just go and share the pulpit with them and go and collect taxes because you're following the same doctrine. You're just doing it under the guise of so-called uh, Hebrew Israelites, if you will. A point I'm making here is we most of I noticed that most of the time we have brothers that are of the Hebrew faith who will sit back and they will criticize people like what the Rothschilds and the you know, people of, you know, of Congress, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, you know, saying that they don't, you know, do their little slick dishes and stuff like that. Of course, that's what they do, and they were designed to do that because they were designed to punish us. You got to keep that in mind as well. But what they do have to understand is that these people know this book so very well that they are willing to make sure that they keep these laws to the T. It may not look like it, and not, you know, it's so crazy, Chris. When I first got here, you would be saying this stuff, and it really literally used to roll off the back of my head because I was sitting here like I didn't understand it at the time. But now that I guess I've, I sat back and I rationalized what, what you were saying, it's like, man, this man ain't missing feet with none of this stuff. And it's just amazing how you can, I'm not saying that you should worship the Rothschilds, but you better, you know, but real recognize real. I'm no, you know, financier. I don't know all the things, not necessarily the things that they, you know, fully, but I get it. They know the scriptures. Now we need to relearn the scriptures and know how to level the playing field. You can't just always be pointing because you just don't get it. Don't work like that. On that note, I yield. Praise the Lord. You know what, brother? I want to share this with everybody because I said this to Tori the other day. I grew up believing that when it rained, that it was raining all over the earth. Okay. <laughs> At the same time now, okay, now listen. I was, a revelation came over me the other day. We got fully grown adults that are religious that believe that it rains all over the earth at the same time everywhere. And I don't mean literally, I mean figuratively. But let me show you. When a tsunami hits, it hits wherever it's at. When the judgment of God Almighty hits, it hits whom it's supposed to hit. Mm 
It doesn't hit everybody on the earth. When the blessing of God Almighty it, it comes, it doesn't hit everybody on the earth. It hits who it's supposed to hit. Now, in thinking that and knowing that, and what the scripture says, that the righteous of our people specifically are the ones that are going to be of the elect and the ones that are going to be quote-unquote saved because of the knowledge that they have, that means what happens to one group of people that is a blessing will be somebody else's curse, all right? So if you look at the Rothschilds, they're successful. You get the Rockefellers, they're successful. But if they've done wrong, their time is going to come. Now look at this. One group of people on the earth has gone into uh, to bond servitude by way of ships crossing the water, a body of water. One group of people experienced this on the, in the entire known history. And I know they have little, little bodies of water. I'm talking about a great body of water. You have little bodies of water that, that had slavery. But I'm talking about a great body of water. Okay, one group of people now, which means that that group of people are the ones that had the wrath of God specifically rain down on them. Now, ask them, do they know who they were before they went into slavery? And then go ask a Chinaman, does he know who he was 500 years ago? Ask an Arab, does he know who he was 500 years ago? Ask a Negro, a North American Indian, uh, 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 West Indians, Haitians, who were you before you came to this Western Hemisphere? And we don't know. And then we can all say that we all went through the same hell. Look what they did to the Native Americans. Look what they did to the West Indians. Look what they did to the Haitians, the South Americans. And you know what they did to the North American Negro. So look, it rained down specifically on us. Nobody else caught that hell, all right? This knowledge of truth and freedom rained down on a specific group of people called tribes of Aboriginal Nation, and you heard the message, and you've been charged with it, and you got to go get your brothers and sisters, not just Brother Priest, not just Andrew, not just Shedrick, no. Everybody here, we're going to have to bring them in. And this this is the turning point. Right now is the turning point. Over the next week, you're going to hear us speak on things that you're going to see that with, with, it's a turning point. It's time to open the floodgates and go get our people. I yield. I'm going to share something with you guys. And uh, the response I gave was in uh, pretty much in the understanding of why we are in this situation that we're in. There was a there was a video that was floating around where these two young brothers they were fighting. I mean, they were they were going at it. 
but a cop comes out of nowhere and he tases both of them. I'm not sure if anybody's seen it. So everybody's outraged. Oh, the cop wasn't supposed to do that. Oh, those are young kids. Oh, those are two just those are just two kids fighting. The cop shouldn't, you know, no matter what, they shouldn't have tased them. And then I'm sitting there thinking to myself, yeah, those look like two kids fighting and getting tased. But you know what the problem with that is? These are two people who are particularly of the same bloodline, and they're they're mistreating each other. And you have another foreign nation come along and discipline the both of them. And everybody's upset. But mind you, these two were beating each other up, and then it took a foreign nation to come and discipline the both of them. But everybody got upset when the foreign nation disciplined the both of them. But when we, when they were disrespecting each other, everybody was standing around. Nobody bothered to break it up. Nobody said I'll jump in. Nobody did anything. There was a, there was a, a dialogue between I and another brother who, who felt like the cops were wrong for stepping in and tasing these young, these young brothers. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he may have, should have not used the taser. But what the big, they missed a big picture here. And this is, don't, it doesn't just apply to that video. It definitely applies here. What we do to each other is, a, it is basically going to cause a chain reaction somewhere else. If we're disrespecting each other, you cannot expect another person to respect you. <laughs> it's a, it, It's got to be a line drawn somewhere where we can look at it and say, you know what, these people are killing us because we don't even value each other. So how can we expect them to value us? And this brother got so upset when I did not agree with him. He wanted to understand how I did not see that the cops were wrong for disciplining these people. And maybe he used excessive force. But if these people weren't willing to break themselves up and see that they're hurting each other, how is it that they can expect somebody of another foreign nation to come and show them any kind of respect when they're hurting each other. We can't keep playing the victim every time something happens to us when we're doing the same thing to each other that the other nations is doing to us. Is doing to us. Once we get this fundamental down, we can better have we can have a better relationship with each other, and I think we can build more quickly. But people, uh, particularly people who don't really get, you know what our general purpose on this earth is, they don't get that we're in order for us to have a long-lasting anything, we got to respect each other first. It starts with respecting each other. we got to love each other first. I didn't realize how important that was until I came here, but it is very fundamental. And that, that'll, it'll, that energy will pass on to other people they see that you're doing for yourself, they can respect that because that's an unspoken law, you know, that's reflective in your action. It doesn't have to be written down, but it is respected because you guys are doing it. But when you're hurting each other, that gives ground. That's a law or energy that's being carried out, and it's telling the world, saying, disrespect me back. We 
got to, you know, see that what we do to each other is an open form for other people to do the exact same thing to us. Um, and I just want to throw that out there. Uh, now you. Somebody else got to speak up other than us, man. Salam. Shalom, this is Brother Andrew. Um, I would like to make mention, you know, brothers, brothers, that you know, definitely is a spirit because today while the, the said instructor was speaking. Brothers and sisters. Yeah, today, thank, thank that damn matter. Thank you for that. Thank you. ain't teaching none to your damn children. You ain't got manners and you ain't teaching none to your children. Hello, am I being heard? Am I being heard? Yes, you are being heard. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, so today while I was today while I was speaking, while I was speaking, and while I was speaking, I was No, it's a, a bad reception. What's going on? Someone please mute. ICE? Yeah, ICE. No. Okay. So, you know, I was I was doing some studies on that, and there's some scriptures that, you know, there's arguments that the earth is flat, but it's in a uh, kind of like a, a, like a, you know, like a Frisbee, a, 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 a Frisbee. Gosh. Hopefully that came right. Well, I didn't fully understand anything you said, but I heard you say they said the earth was flat. Well, yeah, like the round, like the scriptures, when they speak of the earth being round, they're not saying round as a circle. You know what I'm saying? And I just kind of looked at some some Hebrew texts and stuff like that just in their their understanding the round at that time, so I was just kind of wondering what you thought about how the earth is. So, so, so according to Genesis, the uh, the firmament is wasn't there some type of boundary set around the um, the creation of the uh, the, the said earth. Yeah. 
Oh. That's the atmosphere. You know, I, I, I shouldn't have asked the question. i got to have my scriptures in front of me. I don't. Uh, I just thought maybe you could go into it, but I'll just have to ask next Thursday. Let me say this. The, I, I don't know what they're talking about, the earth being round. Or the scripture saying that it's round. Um, but it meant circular. Okay, let me just make that clear. It meant circular. So if they're trying to say that it's flat, uh, if you know anything about um, Hebrews at all, you will know that it meant circular. And um, that's Isaiah 40 and 22. So it's... I don't know what they're going to be talking about. Now, as far as the boundaries, you're talking about the Lord, well, excuse me, Upper Nile Valley River to the Tigris and Euphrates River. That area, eastward, eastward of that, is what for lack of a better way to describe it, everything in between that area was the boundary of Eden. So some people used to think that that's all that the the whole earth was just right there. You know, Mesopotamia to be specific. Because Mesopotamia is the birthplace of life, which which includes um, the, the Upper Nile Valley River, uh, river to the Tigris and Euphrates. So, all I know is Isaiah plainly says the circle. So, I don't know how else to describe that, brother. Yeah. <clears throat> right, yeah. I don't even have the scripture in front of me. I walked away from my desk. So, it's, it's fine. I'll just bring it up next Thursday. All right. Yeah. Yeah, um, Brother Priest and Brother Shedrick, you brothers have been making mention about uh, blessings and curses, and um, you know we as a people have to comprehend certain things. And I want, I want to, I want to readdress certain certain things with what you're saying. I wanted to readdress that today. I was in class, and the instructor was speaking, and he was using certain terms. And then it came to me. I just decided to write this down. I wrote something down, and I named it the transformation of blessings unto curse, the transformation of blessings into curses. Um, forgive me if it sounds distorted or if it sounds not odd. I'm gonna tr- I just kind of wrote it point form. But um, we trying to excel, but as a people that hear terms, such as words, that distort their mentals, the Most High has took our blessing, and because of our disobedience, it had become our curse, because we don't want to take heed unto his word of the Holy Spirit through the Messiah. Therefore, these that have eyes that cannot see and, and, and ears that can't hear to comprehend what is destined for them to this 
reason why temptation comes over and conquers them because they ought not remember. They ought not to remember that which is the word. So we as a people, we hear different words, and it throws our focus off. We hear different words, not only actual singular specific word, but we also hear different messages, and it throws our focus off. It throws our focus off from concentrating that which we ought to already know. Um, scripture says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. John 1 on 1. So with that being said, that's not, that's not, the Messiah was here from the very beginning. So Christianity and cataclysm and all these different isms are making mention as if the Messiah came upon the face of the scene when the New Testament got cracked on open. And that ain't so. That ain't so, and we knew that. That's the reason why all the prophets done were revealed of, 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 of the Messiah. Moses, Ezra, so forth, and whatnot. And it, it was upon my heart to write this because our class, uh, the, the instructor was speaking about a certain area called Regent Park, and that's part of Canada's history. Regent Park was an area where they were trying to make a change for the, the society, and they, they decided to just try something new, um, make tall buildings because they wanted, to, they wanted to try and have as much land as possible to create new societies and new developments. So they decided to you know, start off with this community. And the community started well, but then afterwards, they, they only started importing Negro people into that region. And unfortunately, now the stereotype is once anybody hears that you come from Regent Park, like, oh, you're from Regent Park. Okay, you a thief. You a criminal. You this, you that. And at the end of the day, that, is a, that, that happens to be a private-owned um, private society. Um, it's a society that is owned in the private. Community. Right. Thank you, Mother. It's a society that has been owned in the private. So with that being said, we have to comprehend the words that, that is meant for us to comprehend because even Paul, he himself said not everybody has the same purpose. Everybody has different purpose. Thus the reason why we is known as the body. Arm can't operate as a leg want to operate. Heart ain't supposed to get jealous of the toes. We ought to comprehend that which we ought supposed to be and do it. As simple as that. We ought not to make life hard. We ought not to make life difficult. It is very simple. And I yield. Shalom. Shalom, nation. Born, born on the record as Hot Bernard, tribe of Judah. I just want to add on to uh, what the brother was just saying and a couple of things I heard earlier in the call, uh, especially about contracts. And, um, you know, the brother was saying with these words, that, you know, we've been taught here in the nation that the English language is trick language. So you have to open up a dictionary and define these words. And one of the things that has happened to our people by being here in the Americas is we We've been brainwashed and, um, you know, all these codes and, and, and the uh, atrocities that our ancestors went through with slavery, not, being taught not to read, being taught not to uh, comprehend the scriptures the correct way. 
well, this causes uh, us to backslide, and it, it causes us to um, go against the uh, go against the scriptures. And what Brother Precept said earlier, only thing the Most High want us to do is fear Him and keep the commandments, and that's in that's all the way from Genesis to Revelations. But because of the brainwashing that our people go through, it's like we're we're taught to be Christians and we're taught to be all these different religions, and um, when you go to Jeremiah chapter 5 and verse 6, you know, it, it correlates to uh, things that were written down thousands of years ago, but they still apply in 2015. You know, us being uh, torn to pieces in the streets, brothers and sisters being shot down in the streets. You know, you got to think about what it, uh, what transgressions are they guilty of? What transgressions are their gr- grandfather or grandmother guilty of that they're being judged on black, on, uh, on, backsliding currently so it's because we don't fear the most high we're not keeping these commandments and then we wonder why we haven't we're having all these things happen to us and that's because we're not contracting contracting properly like we've been taught so once we learn how to contract properly and and with this education that we receive in here in the nation like the brother was saying you better know when you sign that contract what you're getting into because we, when you put your John Hancock down there, there's a judgment for that. You, you're either going to receive life or death. And I think uh, the entertainment industry was a great example that Brother Priest had brought up because those those artists, majority of them are the tribe of Judah, some are diff, different, uh, different in Israel. But to make a long story short, when they sign that contract and they agree to uh, – take on the oppressors, uh, rituals and symbols, and uh, they're going against the Most High, which is creating a sin. So there's a judgment for that. That's Proverbs 3 and 31. So envy not the oppressor. Come back to Israel, obey these scriptures, obey these uh, commandments, and uh, you'll have a, a, a better life with uh, applying to Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 14. So that's why it's a great thing to be here in this nation and to appreciate this education that this brother is uh, teaching us, and I yield with that. Cain, brother. Does anybody think they'll be um, blessed for disobeying the laws and commandments of God? No, brother priest. No, um, no, nobody, nobody. I think it was misheard what I was what I, what I was said. Did, did you ask if anybody said that or if anybody anybody heard that? Well, I, I'm just saying it right now because as we're talking about it, I think that it's clear to everybody here. But I'm really just making us think with common sense, like for real now. Right. You supposed. Obey the police, obey the judge, but you're supposed to disobey God. Does that make sense? Oh, come on. No, no. Who would teach that but Satan? <laughs> yeah, I have you a can question. Disobey. Yes, sir. I'm sorry uh, to disturb, uh, interrupt you, Brother Peace. This is Brother Gavis for the record. Brother um, Gavis, Brother Benjamin. Brethren, this is Helene. I'm going to have to excuse myself off the phone. So next week, um, Wednesday this time, all being well? 
Hello? Yes, ma'am. Sorry, excuse me. Yes, this is Elaine. I will be excusing myself from the phone next week this time. All being well, I will be in tune. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom, sister. Shalom, shalom. Oh, just before I go, um, Brother Prince, did you heard from the young man that is in, in jail? Did you heard from him? Um. Well, you know, I went to visit him since then. I haven't talked to him, but I'm going to be posting his information inside the university so everybody will be able to get in contact with him directly. Oh. Now I have it directly from the jail. Okay. All right. Um, I'll get more information from from Andrew so that I could um, communicate a little bit more on, on this topic. Praise the Lord. Thank you. All being well. Bye, everyone. Yes, oh, Brother Priest, uh, this is Brother Gavin again from the tribe of Benjamin. I, I had a question um, to you or any other brothers or sisters on the line. Um, do, do you guys know that uh, the Pope is supposed to be coming into New York City to the uh, U.N.? He's visiting. Mm-hmm. Okay, does does anyone realize or know why he's coming, per se? Because they got a big poster downtown Manhattan on the, <laughs> on the wall. They got, this, they got the Knights of Columbus printing out uh, paraf- um, paper, uh, you know, different, um, uh, manu- like, different flyers and stuff just to help spread the word about his coming. <laughs> To the, to the to the United States, but uh, if anyone could elaborate on it in general, I mean, I have a lot of you know scenarios in my head. I didn't know he was coming. Oh, okay. Hmm. I do know, mysteriously, Queen Elizabeth just got an apartment in that same area. <laughs> Did you see that? You, no, I didn't they, even know that. Time uh. The Pope comes, usually the Queen comes, mm-hmm. or they come like around the same time, 10 days apart. Right. She just mysteriously got an apartment. Mm. Just bought an apartment. All right. Wow. <coughs> well, I, I, I'm, um, I'm a veteran, and uh, I, today I was, because I work, I also. Um, I have a business, a self-made business through a, um, a well, a general contractor hired me to be an, in, like an inspector on all of the veteran cemeteries. Uh, so when they do all of the construction work that they're doing, and all, they, the government gave uh, the VA, the Department of the VA, the um, um, the cemetery, the National Cemetery Administration. Um, uh, department of the VA is is the is the department that they facilitate all of the cemeteries across the United States for soldiers who pass away. You know whether they were in war or if you become a civilian again. But anyway, nevertheless, it's a free burial basically for all those who are military veterans, and um, your parents or your loved ones can bury you. 
on these on these national cemeteries for basically the cost of the so-called cost of the government. Um, but it, it really is the taxpayers' expenses who are paying for all of this. But anyway, nevertheless, um, I was talking to one of the um, my, the actual the, the guy who hired me, uh, and he was saying his because he flew in from Pittsburgh. He's out of Pittsburgh, so you know they had an annual meeting, a weekly meet, um, a monthly meeting today. So basically, uh, he he was telling me that. I knew that he was coming to the town, but then he was getting a little deeper until he was like, yeah, um, my son and my, my daughter's fiance is supposed to be flying in from Iraq because he's supposed to be on the detail to, to secure the area of the UN area because he's actually on the, the IED detail, which is explosives. They're supposed to detect and uncover a whole area of detail of um, the surrounding areas of the UN or explosives or any type of bombs or anything that could detonate. Uh, I was like, I was just putting things in my head. I was like, wow, it's getting that serious because I'm seeing within the last, I want to say two years that on certain streets, because right now I'm like working on my, my second job that I got, this other um, self-made job that I created, which is uh, a delivery service in Manhattan. So, I've noticed on these back streets, like little, you know, like re- regular residential areas, five-ton trucks. I don't know if anyone knows what a five-ton truck is, <laughs> but uh, it's like these big trucks that they have in the military that has those canvases on top of them. And sometimes they have them off, and you can you can load a whole bunch of supplies or people that are usually is usually um, military soldiers on the back of the truck. Have anyone ever seen that on TV or? In the news, those big like trucks. <laughs> well, any, well, anyway, I'm seeing these on. I'm seeing these re- regularly parked on regular streets, like they're getting ready for something here. And I see something like in, even in uh in other in the other outer boroughs, which is one of the boroughs is called the Bronx. I, I guess everybody heard about the Bronx, but it's like another six seven miles away from Manhattan. Same thing on residential streets. I see Humvees parked off on regular side streets. Shalom, brother. Yeah. Sock Bernard, Tribal Judah. Man, I'm trying to find this article right now. Um, I came across something about three weeks ago regarding the Pope coming here, and it was saying something like, you know, it was September the 22nd or the 23rd, something supposed to be big taking place. I don't know if that was uh, some sort of satanic ritual, but I'm looking for the article right now while you're speaking. But uh, I know they were saying definitely in New York. I'm hoping I can find it before we end this call. I do recall that those, about the Pope coming here and something's supposed to take place around that, during that week, 22nd or the 23rd. I'm going to continue to look for it, not you. Shalom. Shalom. Brother Priest, still on there? Brother Priest, still on? I don't know. He might be on mute. No, I think he might have gone to his other class. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I just wanted to report to him that uh, we had a, 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 a full house tonight. We had a, a lot of people on tonight. And, Brother Cedric, would you re- let him know that? I will definitely uh, do that. I, Thank you. Uh, myself, 
will uh, be exiting as well. And I don't think he exited because he would have let us know that he had right. that proper protocol. Right. I just wanted to uh, let him know we had he had a full house tonight. Praise the Lord. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, I myself will be uh, journeying over to this next class. I just want to make sure that uh, I can designate somebody to uh, preside over the uh, class or pass the post. Um, I'll ask uh, first in uh, order. Brother Bernard, are you going to be on for the next couple of minutes? Shalom, brother. I'll be here for the next 30 minutes to about 40 minutes, so I'll be here. We yes. o- you, we okay. <laughs> yes, sir. I will uh, pass the post to you, brother, and I will, uh, I will be yes. over to the next uh, class. Yes, sir. I will see you guys back here next Thursday. Love you all. See you Sunday, brother. Yes, Shalom. Yes, and I admit that on record. I will definitely be seeing you too, you Okay. Shalom. Shalom. So with that, uh, this is Bernard Tribe of Judah. Um, the floor is uh, is open unless there's a particular topic anybody wants to cover. Um, brother, I don't know if you want, Brother Gavin, if you want to finish your point with what you were stating, and then uh, we'll just proceed from that point on. And But the floor is open, and I yield. Hey, uh, Gavin. Shalom, Nathan. This is Ark Ramya. The stuff that you were talking about uh, on the 22nd of September or 22nd, 23rd, it's talking about that uh, that opening of the sermon um, back in, uh, I forgot, uh, somewhere in the Middle East where they're supposed to be opening up the sermon with something about evil spirits or something like that um, supposed to be happening. Also, uh, when during that period of time, the uh, what is called uh, the Wall Street of New York will be going back to Detroit. Um, and I hear. Shalom, brother. Brother Matthew. On uh, when you're talking about the Pope, he's supposed to be uh, mentioning uh, that. Uh, he wants to bring in the New World Order. Oh, good evening, Nation. I, I just got cut off early. I don't know how that happened. I'm sorry about that. This is Brother Gavin, Trapper of Benjamin, for the record. Shalom. Shalom, brother. Welcome back. Shalom, brother. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, I know I left off with that question. I don't know if anyone had uh, answered it or made a comment about it, about the Pope coming to New York. Yeah, brother. It's supposed to be announced in the New World Order. I, I figured that out. Hmm. Yep. To what degree? Also, they're supposed to be opening up that CERN um, in the Middle East. Um, something about releasing some spirit of uh, the third dimension or something like that. And they also supposed to be taking the Wall Street from out of New York and place them in uh, Detroit. Yeah. Wow. That hydrocultural, it 
came in, they implemented it in 2008 at the time President Obama took office. And it it covers all, all, like two or three, you know, uh, countries. It's it's really round. And what they actually did, they took two molecules and what they did was made them smash together. Now, they found out that these molecules or atoms, that they're very intelligent little things. So when they smashed them together, instead of them bursting into some type of energy or whatever field that they're trying to make happen, these molecules begin to divide and they paired off and went in different directions. So if you research this, we still must understand that the Most High is in operation here. He always has been, will be. He's the creator of all things. <clears throat> so I want you to remember that and keep that in mind, that where there is good, there's going to be bad. And where you're saying that they're going to open up portals and uh, and things like that, those things exist already anyway. I mean, and you see the evil abound in people anyway. So what we must focus on with our energy, with our mindset, send it out there that if anything is to occur, that we're creating the positiveness of it and out of it. That's all I can say. And with that, I yield. Shalom. Thank you, Ema. On the record again, it's Ak Bernard, tribe of tribe of Judah. Yes. Now let's tie let's tie it all together now. Um, with the Pope coming here, and uh, on the twenty second and the twenty third, with this portal thing supposed to be supposed to be opened up. Uh, I don't know if everybody's familiar with the pyramids being all over the world, and so they have this uh, this metaphysical stuff, uh, yep. the, the lay the ley lines and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So when these when these evil Illuminati people are trying to channel in all these evil and demonic spirits because that's what they're going to be doing around this time. Mm-hmm. What the Ema was just saying is we're supposed to we're supposed to combat them on those two days with uh, praying to the East, facing Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and praying to the Most High with love and energy for mm-hmm. Israel, mm-hmm. and then we'll and then the nation of Israel will be protected. But I do know that there's there's a lot of sacrifices that take place at different times throughout the year mm-hmm. and one is and, and and unfortunately one is getting ready to take place again you know it's just mm-hmm. you know you wonder where it's going to happen and mm-hmm. from the sounds of what the brother was saying as far as those big trucks and everything taking place you know they got those underground cities pretty much all over the US so mm-hmm. just keep keep your eyes peeled and uh you know we'll report every week but you know we have to continue to keep praying towards the most high <laughs> And uh, let the Most High take care of everything because at the end of the day, the Most High is responsible for good and evil. Exactly. So, so even though Satan is uh, one of his tools that he uses and the white man is one of his tools that he used, we know our duty is Israel. So, And we're just supposed to maintain that. And with that, I yield. And with, and with that vibratorial, that we have that vibration, you you just don't know. I mean, have anybody ever walked across the carpet or touched someone and that let you feel that shock? Oh, we yeah. have that. We have that capacity. We 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 just you know we're babies when it comes to our uh, uh, physical, metaphysically inclined nature. And he said in the scriptures, he all men are latent. You know, have that power latent within. If we take it to the next level and and not be cardinal about it, we've learned the laws and the scriptures and commandments, but. There's a side of us that, you know, if we are 
the most high's chosen ones. And look at Moses. Look at all of them. Moses was able to do certain things. We all are able to get together. What was that, brothers, uh, the, 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 about Jericho when they blew the horn? Are you familiar with that? The walls came tumbling down. Joshua seven. Joshua, Joshua. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did that? Did that not happen? You believe that? Did you, you know? Okay. So, and what's the other scripture as far as the evil ones? He said that the, you know they would be running to uh, for the, for for death for the walls or for the caves to fall on them. But he's not going to allow death. To, you know they're going to suffer. It's inevitable. Now is the time to see the power of the Most High. And I'm very excited about this time. I think this is the best time in history to live. Shalom, brothers and sisters. You know, it's a blessing to see all A. People going to hear me talk, and they're going to think I'm crazy. People going to hear me talk, they're going to think I'm wicked. But let me say this. To them that know the scriptures, not to say that I'm better than anybody else, because it's you brothers and you same sisters that help me to know and comprehend and understand these scriptures more and more through the Spirit of the Mosai. So when you see all these different refugees, and when you see all these different people who are trying to go on in a city and can't get on in, and you see all these different nation fight against nation and government against government and, you know, when you see all these different things, that's evident that the Most High's promise continuously stands. Hallelujah. You know, because he clearly made mention that, you know, David will always, you know, David as in David meaning the beloved, right? David, the beloved, the beloved friend of the Most High will always be able to sit on the throne. So. That doesn't necessarily mean the actual man, but the attributes and the characteristics that Judah ought to have will forever stand as the king tribe and, and, and other tribes will follow afterward. Because when you read Second Ezra fifteen sixteen, it makes mention of all the it makes mention of what you see in Syria. And right. it even uh Syria by name, by title. So I don't know, but I, what I do know is that the said Bible, well, the Bible is the only book, I must say very clearly and slowly, the Bible is the only book that has prophesied, is prophesying, and still prophecies are to come. Now, yeah. Can I ask you something, brothers? I want Please. to read the scripture, and I want y'all to, to break this down for the, the people, our family here tonight. And it's Jeremiah 35 uh, through uh, 38. And I want you guys to, to break this down for them. Thus saith Yahweh, which giveth the sun for a light by day, and the ordinance of the moon and of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves thereof roar. Yahweh of hosts is his name. If those ordinances depart from before me, saith Yahweh, then the seed of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me forever. Thou saith Yahweh, if heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all they have done, saith Yahweh. Could y'all break that down? It would be my honor. Um... Brother, you want to go first, or you want you want? Man, we, we go, let's go in alphabetical order, brother. You you Andrew, so let's go first with you. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, I'll praise it to the Most High. Yeah, you know what what it is that I comprehend from that scripture. What the Most High put it upon my heart to say is that as long as those ordinances that He has designed, <laughs> as long as they are able to 
erect up in on in the heavens on into the skies and the people of, of, the, of the globe can see those things, his covenant will always remain. <laughs> because the sun is that which is able to bring forth um, and, 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 and resonate the energy within that vessel. And then the moon is able to draw out that energy within the vessel, just like plants do. Right? Certain plants, certain herbs, when it's a full moon, certain herbs operate in a different fashion compared to um, when there's no moon. You know, um, with that, I yield. <laughs> Thank you. For one of records, Fox Bernard, Tribal Judah. Um, I know everybody probably got a lot to uh, to add to that. And uh, it just goes to show you, you know, the Most High is not a liar. All of his, all, all of his, all of his prophecies have come true. And then that prophecy that you just read, that has not, uh, hold on. That prophecy has still, it still lets Israel know that they're still under a contract with the Most High. Mm-hmm. You know, we see the sun coming up every morning and the moon rising at night. Mm-hmm. And the Most High letting you know if that doesn't take place anymore, then mm-hmm. he's a liar. And he's right. not a liar. And so like with uh, with Second Edris chapter 6, verses 54 through 56, mm-hmm. the Most High is letting the nations know on the face of the earth that, yeah, he created Adam. And yes, there are sons and daughters of Adam, but Israel is is his set apart nation, which ties into this, which ties into the scripture you just read. Yeah, so we know we know our future, and that's a and that's a future prophecy that Jacob is the beginning, and Esau is the end. So these prophecies that have not taken place yet, man, I'm just like you, Emma. Uh, I'm so excited about our future. Yes. yes. You know, I'm 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 jumping for joy. Yes. And, you know, just for us to be on the right side, it's a beautiful thing. Yes. And, uh, you know, that, that scripture is right on point. So Isn't it a beautiful like, scripture? Yes. And, and I'm going to yield and let the next individual go. Shalom. Shalom, Eva. Yes. Uh, what, what, what verses were that? Uh, Jeremiah 35 through 37. Brother Gavin? Yes, ma'am. What do you think? I think, uh, you know, it's like the other brothers were saying, I'll say it in my own words, I guess, that, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, so poetic. I mean, what you said, it got me in awe. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yes. I mean, wow. Um, you know, it opens, it opens me up. To know that there's a there's a universal force, a universal power. I speak on this every day, though. It's like a, I got a friend that we were in the military together, and he seemed to be almost like an atheist, but not per se. I mean, he he knows there's a high power, high power, high power energy, but he just he doesn't want to call it God or anything, or you know. And I said, okay, there's a universal force that. It's, that gives life to anything. He said, but that's matter. He, he's always saying, but that's something else. But that's this. But that is that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm like, but break down energy. What is the elements of a, a seed that can plant in the ground and starts to just grow from the energy of the water hitting the soil and giving it life? And then, poof, here comes the plant out of the seed. Mm-hmm. Just like us. When... 
you know, not to be graphic, but when humans have babies, you know, we, the only way to, because, you know, you know how it starts too. my discussions with him a lot when, when we start to not disagree, but when we start to, uh, you know, uh, have our discrepancies of what we believe in, I guess, or the facts behind what we believe is what we talk about gays and, 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 and um, Herma- not hermaphrodites, people who who want to change their sexes, um, transgenders and all of that stuff. And he starts to talk about, you know, what's wrong with them? You know, like, there's nothing wrong with being gay or nothing wrong with being uh, a transgender. I don't have nothing against them, so let them be. You know, he's like, I don't have nothing against them, so let them be who they want. I said, yeah, but you're right. I don't have nothing against the person, you know, the individuals who want to be those things, but that, that is, uh, you know, and not, not in accordance of the order of nature, because if, if it is, they would be, if everyone was to become, if that was the majority of what nature is supposed to be in line with, there will be extinct. Will we be extinct? You know, if everybody goes together with the same sex, you know, girls with girls, guys with guys, and transgenders with transgenders, how are they going to reproduce? And, and then he comes out with another excuse. Oh, well, you know, scientists have proven that man is always, is, is always evolving. So there's no, there's no stopping man to evolve, even if we were to go, go to that next stage of life. If everybody was to be gay or everybody be, you know, lesbians and everybody was to be transgender. I'm like, wow, this guy's, I'm like, yeah, but still, if it's not a part of universal force, which in my mind is the nature of God, that universal power, that it can't exist. Because he's saying, oh, it's always been here, you know, gays have always been here, even in ancient, ancient times. You know, lesbians have always been here. You know, but I'm trying to tell him that, it's no, I mean, scientifically, isn't there no proof? And then he agrees with me that there's, there's no two men have ever gotten together. I know who two women have gotten together and reproduced life. So that means if you're going to chop your start, start chopping your body parts off because you're saying, oh, I, was, I feel like I want to be a man. Or I feel like I really want to be a woman. You know, I always did that when I was a kid, and, you know, like, that's my nature. Then I said, okay, then answer this question for me then. Is it, wouldn't you say that, there's something wrong with that genome, that 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 that, that gene in that person who's saying this, and he he agrees with me. Yes, there's something wrong with that. That's an adverse gene. That's not a natural gene. So if it's of another nature to be of that gene, why would you? How could you condone the act behind what they're doing or what they you know the the lifestyle of what they want? How could they? Start to go against the nature of the Most High and say it's great or good. I don't know if you guys see the the parallels I'm trying to create here, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yep. I just look at it like that. It's simple as that. Yeah. And, and go back to the verse, what you're saying. It, it encapsulates everything that mm-hmm. you know. The, the Most High is, is never never wrong. The order of the Most High is saying that. If the, as long as the sun and the moon rotates around the earth and the earth rotates, well, the earth rotates around the moon and the sun, I should say, then 
you know, yes, his nation of people is the Alpha and the Omega and will always exist and always will overcome any natural or point out to, to others that what they're doing is of, you know, we will lay down the Le- Levitical laws to these people that you're, you're doing wrong and I don't condone it and don't try to change me from that because that is of the most high, you know, and that's how I've been living every my life as a, you know, and, and, uh, when I see, I know I'm, I'm doing wrong. I try to correct myself. Brother Gavin. The powers of the most high. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, brother. Brother Gavin. This is Bernard. When you when you speak to the to the scientists and the so called atheists, go to Romans chapter three, verse three. Just give them that verse and let them read it. Because Romans chapter three and three. Okay, I'll read it. It says for what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of Yahweh without effect? Hmm. There you go. And then for, and verse 4, go on with ver, 3 and 4. By no so. means, yea, let Yahweh be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mayest be justified in thy sayings, and might have overcome when thou art judged. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's what I give them. That's what I give them all, because they, you know, they always want to use their scientific explanations like that. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. uh, like that supersedes the Most High, and we That's don't play religion, that. Brother. To, to me, Science. to me, I'm sorry to cut everybody, but to me, I don't know if you would agree or not, but to me, science is just the explanation of the power of the Most High, which is the universal force. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you guys agree? Yeah. No, do you agree? I mean, all things are His. You know, but just so, how, how people use it or take, you know, how they manipulate yeah. and use it for good it's or bad. Psalm 24. Psalm 24 says the earth is the earth right for rulers and the fullness thereof, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even the nat- many of the Native Americans, they were, they were, the thing is, is that they were able to express the different sciences of the Mosite in a natural form. They were able to bring the spiritual perspective in a physical manifestation using, you know, trees and using um, different characteristics of animals and things of that nature. Um, also, uh, gardens, you know, many um, gardens that they have orchestrated and, and made from, from natural resorts based off of the regions that they inhabited. They inhabited the regions that looked, that gave them like a spiritual resignation, a spiritual awakening because, um, you know, um, the the I'm born in time about the 17th century. I don't know if anybody knows of the natives called the Yasomites. Yeah, um, the, the the Yasomites. They they themselves are not known to be as the Yasomites, though. They themselves they're actually they declare their title to be the Awanese. Awanese and the land that they reside is the Awanichis. You know, so the, the um I've read. You know, this is this is really um. <laughs> Now, I know the Mosai is for real. Um, when I say I know the Mosai is for real, because he has revealed himself to me directly. I don't need no confirmation from no man to know that the Mosai is, is real, because I was doing a pro- like I'm working on a, a school project, and we have to make a, a, a designer house. And I said, okay. I, I heard Brother Shedrick made, made mention of the word arboretum, and then I went to school, and I heard the instructor talking about arboretum. I said, you know what, I don't know what I mean. I'm going to check it out now. I went to the library. I looked up the word. I looked up 
give me a book on the history of Arboretum. The very first book I found, I just, the very first book that popped up, I, I just opened and looked at it. Went to the book, opened the book, started reading the book. Book is talking about different gardens, the different, um, the, the, the creation, the origin of parks, where they, where, where, where they first started, who was the first people inhabiting, what they were doing on those, on those regions. How they became parks, because they weren't parks first and foremost. They were just regions of where people would do sacrifices, people would do ceremonies and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And then it's talking about the Awanese, how the Awanese made mention of their power to be Yahweh. And, and, and the book says Yahweh. And I was like, hold on a sec now. And then it also makes mention that the Awanese even on the regions of where the Awanese they inhabited, there was many, um, like, many, um, I'm not sure if, I can't remember off the top of my head if it was actually drawings or if it was actually, uh, they put forth stones, but they were trying to show the ladder, Jake, the, Jacob's ladder that Jacob had seen in Genesis chapter 28, that's the ladder that they were trying to show. So, <laughs> you know, our people comprehended the sciences, even though the Mosai commanded them not to do these different um, expressions because we would end up going on into bringing for idol worship, idolatry. You know? Rocks, come look. <laughs> you see that, right? Yeah, you know, so the thing is, is that we ought to be aware of the fact that, you know, as, as people of the Mosai, we ought to comprehend the spiritual essence that the most I intended for us to comprehend. But there is, you know, we have to comprehend a little here and a little there because we try to comprehend all that is, all that, all, all so much at one time, it might be too much for us. You know, we, we have to comprehend what the most I intend for us to comprehend. And you got to drink, you know, as the scripture puts it in an allegorical statement, you got to drink before we can eat. We've got to drink the milk that is given unto us and consume that, marinate, let that marinate within our within ourselves before we go on ahead and tackle on a lot heavier information, you know. Um, and you brothers and sisters are helping me doing that at a at a at a grave amount. You brothers and sisters, y'all bringing forth such information, such knowledge, every single one of you individuals. But Gavin, I was trying to talk on when you were bringing out the trucks. And you seen the trucks? I know them trucks you're talking about. I also currently travel when I'm making. When I'm, I also drive in those trucks when I have to do deliveries. Those are the trucks I have to drive on in. And okay, I was okay. That, I, I was noticing that too about um about a month ago. I was like, hold on a sec. Ever since I realized that people, ever since I realized I'm traveling on a boat and 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 uh, and, and, and these deliveries, I noticed that a lot of people uh, have these have these trucks just uh huh <laughs> just a boat. You know, and I used to think, oh, okay, now everybody's getting into the business, but I don't understand why these trucks should be parked up. Well, I heard, I heard a while back in Georgia that they have, I don't know if anyone else heard on the, on the line, off of one of the major highways. I don't know if it's Route 85 or 75. Those are two highways that go through Georgia. And uh, they said there's a, on the side of the road, they can see miles and miles and rows and rows, FEMA. Like a FEMA yeah. um, yeah. distribution of of, of 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 those coffins. Yeah, yeah, they've been having that for, for a while. It, yeah, it, it, yeah it, right. Yeah, and that's uh, in uh, Kansas. Granite, that's in Granite, Kansas. You mm. know, 
Yeah, they've been stacking oh. them up for for a long time, and they're like black black coffin. They're plastic. They're very right, cheap right, made. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's what they use. That's what they actually use for the military for these. Uh, yeah, these yeah, veterans. for catastrophes and things. Yeah. So, because FEMA is a you know, agency, just like the military is an agency right. of government. So they use the most resourceful material mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, put that type of distribution for bodies. But, and also, I, my, I was, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I wanted to say something. You know, one of the, the one of the conquerors of man, besides the lack of money and other aspects of necessities, is fear. And you know when we, we you know we can think something uh, it could be we might see something in our perspective and in, 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 you know it gets out there as uh, something that we think might you know going to occur. Now I truly believe this is in my heart, my spirit, and my soul. I don't. I believe that the Creator did not bring us here to even worry about that. You know what I'm saying? Because what is a man's soul if he doesn't have that spirit within it? You know, even if they, if our lives were to be taken, we will evolve to another aspect where it even says in the scriptures, we will rule and judge angels. So what I'm saying, I, I've, I've been through all that for many years. There's a lot of things that are occurring now that I had spoke of many, many years ago. But I think the importance, right. I think the importance of it all is, so what? So what? Right, if you right. got the most high on your side, and we know we do because we're the only ones with this knowledge. We're the only ones unifying. And if he designates right. to do something, tells us we've got something we got to do, we got to do it. You know what I'm saying? And and right. I feel like, you know, at one time, you know, kind of upset me. It made me angry. You know, when you hear about these granite, uh, uh, you know, coffins, these coffins in Granite, Kansas, uh, this uh, Georgia Guidestone, the CERN, and all that. See, all of that is an illusion. They're mag- magicians. And if they can create fear, then that fear will create exactly what they want to be done. You see, that's all I'm saying. And we're in a good position, like Brother Bernard's testifying to and witnessing and validating, is that we have power. We have knowledge. We have a spirit that is in us that has led us to this point to not be concerned with the world. We got to be concerned with learning this stuff and taking it out there to our brothers and sisters so that they can stand strong. That creates warriors. I mean, our people back then, they didn't mind dying for what they had, the cause. And if you stand on Yahweh's side or the most high side, he will protect you or he will take you. What does, difference does it matter? We are here to do his will. You know what I'm saying? And all that crap, the Pope, the Pope. Let me tell you something. Their time is up. I truly believe that. It's just. With our mindset, we can create that manifestation sooner than you think. And with that, I yield. Hallelujah. 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 I love Ema. Thank you, Ema. For on the record again, this is Bernard, Tribal Judah. I just wanted to add on to what the Ema was saying. And she's absolutely right. When you go to Genesis chapter 49, Jacob is giving his last will and testament to his 12 sons. His fourth son is Judah whom his brother shall be uh, praised. They praise us because they know when the 144,000 are ready and returned to their rightful place of courage. Mm-hmm. See, and that's, what the, that's what the Most High is waiting for, for us to return to our place of courage. Mm-hmm. The, fear, the fear is over 
Oh. There is no fear because you got the most high as your and the Christ is your king. Mm-hmm. So we got the we got the best hand. Mm-hmm. And when you when you do your research on the scriptures, like for most of the new brothers and sisters here in the nation, once you have a comprehension on precept, precept, uh here a little, there a little, you're gonna That's find out that Yeah, you're gonna find out that the 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 other nations they only have a small window of time left. Especially mm-hmm. Especially Yafef. So mm-hmm. with the Europeans, it says in the scriptures that their their time is coming to an end. So with all of uh, the FEMA camps and the uh, and the cloning and uh, the pedophilia, all these things that they're mm-hmm. doing to to keep the fear in the people, that's mm-hmm. that's that's them playing their hand, trying to uh, continue running their running with their plan. That's the only thing that they have left. They don't have the Most High, and that's mm-hmm. who we have as Israel. So with having the most high, we should, just like Ema was saying, we have to put our, our, our mindset in a place of courage and uh, know that we have been redeemed. Mm-hmm. So and, and, have, and having that, man, we're walking in a place of confidence and courage. We do mm-hmm. know we do know that America is a, a daughter of Babylon. America's time is almost at an end. It's going to be yep. destroyed. We yep. already know that. We already know that, so we have to take care of our business. Yes, that's what that's what we got to do. Take care of our business, and then the Most High gonna take care of us. And we're so ideal. I say nine. Who shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, and there a little. For with stammering lips, and that's what they do. Da, 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 you know, you, 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 you know, we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you. We're the boogeyman. We're the devil. You know, da, 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 da. with stammering lips and another tongue, will he speak to his people? To whom he says, "This is the rest within you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing that you that they will not hear." But the word of the Most High was upon them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken, snared, and taken. Hallelujah. No, hallelujah. hallelujah. Most definitely indeed, because even the scripture itself, um, even the scripture itself, it makes mention that the Most High has not revealed himself unto Noah. You know, that's the main problem why these other nations cannot comprehend this word. It's the mystery. This, this is like telling them. Aliens exist. Now, on a serious note, like I'm not even trying to be funny. <laughs> Showing them the truth of the Most High is like telling them aliens exist. Why? Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. the Most High did not reveal his truth, his love unto these other nations. Right. Let me show you how an event that happened. What, what ended up happening was I went to Rabba. I don't know. I went to the, 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 the corner store. Right, and I went to get cashews. I had to go to work the following morning, and I went to get some cashews, and I didn't feel like going home and cooking. So I said, let me hold some cashews. And the man in front of me ordered a lot of 649. And I, and then I, I seen, I went, it was my turn to go and buy these cashews. And I was like, good night. And, he, and, he's a, and he's an Egyptian. The guy, that, the guy that works as the clerk, he's an Egyptian. So I said, good night. He said, good night. And I'm like, is it a busy night for you? 
He's like, oh, yeah, oh, busy. Nice. So keep in mind, the guy in front of me, that the guy that already made the previous order in front of me for his stuff, he wanted a Lotto 649. So he got a Lotto 649 ticket. So my turn to go, I'm talking to the guy, and I'm talking to the guy that I said, and then I said, busy night. He said, oh, yeah, it's a busy night. We got a sale. He goes, what's the sale? He goes, oh, Lotto 649 ticket. Right? No, he goes, what's the sale? So I give him my cash shoes, and he rings it up. And as he rings it up, he says, 649. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, oh, okay, nah, I'll pass. I don't want no. T-. And he's like, huh? And I look at him like, huh? And he's like, no, no, it's 649. That's how much it costs. I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in coincidences. That is to be, let it be. The Most High talks to his people in ways for them that have an ear, yes, let right. them hear. Mm-hmm. For them that has eyes, let them see. Right. But if their mind ain't that which is supposed to be, they're not going to know when the Most High is speaking, when the Most High is operating. Mm-hmm. I was watching on the news this morning, confusion of faces. I was watching on the news this morning. In Japan, there's a bill that's going to be going against some type of constitution of Japan. And I don't really comprehend exactly what it is, but you should see these said politicians. They were literally physically fighting after each other inside the big, um, their Japanese parliament, you could call it. They were fighting inside the Japanese parliament about this bill being passed. Confusion of faces. They don't comprehend that which they're doing. Because they feel so that they're doing of their own will. And they don't know the most I just stirring the pot. Making it bubble and a bubble. Yo, the most I ain't playing. No. These people can see that the most I is sleeping. The most I is not playing. Right. No more time for games. But the priest said it very clearly. We as men, we ought to man up. Stand right. up. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about your life. Shalom. Foreign record, Kenneth Akbanar, tribe of Judah. I don't know if everyone got an opportunity to answer that scripture that you had read, Emma, with Jeremiah 35. So I wanted to bring that back to the floor again. I wanted to to break it down from my perspective before we left. Sure. Go ahead, Emma. Uh, it'll be short, you know, and it starts off, he says, uh, which give the sun for light by day and night. And you go to Genesis chapter 4, I mean Genesis uh, 4, uh, first, you know, where it says, and uh, he let the uh, sun and he brought the sun and the moon in for a light. Okay, that was an ordinance he put in. And do you do you recognize something there? The sun and moon was not in existence when he first created the earth and, you know, gave it light and day. The sun and moon was put in as an ordinance. So, you know, I mean, I could get into that a little bit deeper. But anyway, he says if the sun, you know, give it the sun for light by day and the ordinance of the moon by night. So this is something right now where we're at in this, this nation. If we see that where there's no sun coming out and no moon, then we know that time has come, which I will read the further on. It said, this is the end of what he was saying. Um, Behold, the day comes, saith the Most High, that the city shall be built to the Most High. 
from the tower of Hanano until the gate of the corner. And the measuring line shall yet go forth over against it upon the hill Gareb, and shall come pass about to Goth. And the whole valley of the dead bodies and of the ashes, and we know who we are, and all the fields unto the brook of Kidron, unto the corner of the horse gate toward the east, shall be holy unto the Most High. Now check this part out. At the end of this chapter, he says, It shall not be plucked up, nor thrown down anymore forever. Now, let's go back a minute. He says, if those ordinances depart from me, said the Most High. He's got in the, in, the, in, the, in the scriptures, when you look at scriptures, you've got to pay attention to the italics, the quotation marks, etc. And it says, then, which is it's in italics, the seed of Israel shall also cease. Now, I go, you go look at the word then in, in, in uh, Google or, you know, your dictionary, and let, listen what then says. Then says... Uh, it says, wait a minute, let me, okay, it says, at that time, at the time in question, or after that, next afterwards. So in other words, we got to keep our eye on the prize, keep doing what we're doing. If we happen to see the moon where it is no more in the sun, then we know our time is here. We can't worry about our lives. I don't worry about mine, you know. I'm here to serve the Most High and my people and my families, okay? I don't give a damn what they got. I will fight to the end as old as my behind is, to the stick, to the boom, to the metal with my mouth, whatever it takes. See, we got to stay strong. We got to raise warriors. We can't worry about our lives. We got to raise queens back up again. And the only way we can do that is to let that fear go. Fear the Creator because he can take us out and we won't, we won't have a chance. You know that second death, so we got to understand, Brother Priest, he's working hard. He ain't fearing nothing. And what he's given us, I mean, they could take him out at any time. So he don't care. So we got to be that example and, and follow, by, you know, follow the lead. And if we follow the lead and, we, you know, we, instead of feeding the beast, all this crap that's going on, so what? It's been going on forever. So what? Bring it on. But I do know this, if I stand behind the Creator and he, he brought me to this point, you think I'm aware about you? And I, I have that every day in my life. Brother Bernard, contracts, I went to the doctor today, and that's why I was bringing up about contracts, what they're doing now. Yeah, it's modern technology, of course, they tell you to save on green this and green that. Look, the Creator's got all that under control, but they give this, this bull crap to us. But see, what it is is another form of getting us, getting our minds, and not being able to do what we need to do as far as contractual, mark out this, cross out that. They tell you, look at this, read this. No, they don't tell you, read it. Just sign here, Miss So-and-so, on this little electronic pen and stuff. You know what I told them today? I had them going today at the hospital. I had them sit there, literally print that stuff off, and wait till I read it, broke it down to her. When I got through, I told her sister, I tell my daughters, I tell my grandbabies, you better recontract. I said, I'm going to tell you. It would be a good thing if you start reading contract. See, so you know you got you got a point there. See, so what I'm saying is you when you get your mind off of the, the concerns of the physical material world, you know, the material world like Madonna, the material world, if you get your mind off the material world and on what we're doing on the creator, on yourself, on your family, on your nation, then the creator will lead you, guide that righteous path of you, straight and narrow. There is no deviating. And it's, it is true, like Brother said, he will give you signs. Come on, we can recognize the signs of the devil when we was walking out there in the world. Why can't we recognize the signs of the Creator who is all-powerful? And that's all I'm saying. This scripture here says, 
If these ordinances pass away, if you see that happening, do you know our time has come? And it's time to move on to that next supreme level of understanding and perfection, as Paul says. So what we need to do is not worry about nothing. See, because he got it under control. And we can laugh at him because, see, they can't measure the heavens. They can't even go as far down in the ground. They can't even go that deep in the water. They can't even go to wherever the ends are. You see what I'm saying? So now we, we got someone who can tell us to show us. And that's what we need to do is just to hang in there with brother priests, hang in there with each other, love each other, and get rid of the fear. So what? Let the king and pope come out. We're ready for them. And with that, I yield. Thank you, Ema. Ema, if you, could do me a, could, if you could do me a favor again, this is another future prophecy that has not taken place. If you could read Isaiah chapter 14, Verses 1 through 3 for us real quick. Okay. Isaiah 14? Yes, and verses 1 through 3. I didn't mean to be long-winded either. I get emotional with that, you know. You're all right. You're all right. Okay, 14 and what? 14 and? And 1 through 3. Okay. For the Most High will have mercy on Jacob and will yet choose Israel and set them in their own land and the strangers shall be joined with them, and they shall cleave to the house of Jacob. And the people shall take them and bring them to their place. And the house of Israel shall possess, we know about that possessorship, possess yes. them in the land of Yahweh for servants and handmaids. And it's got two, two. Um, uh, what is that, colons there, the two dots? Mm-hmm. It's got two right. dots there, which means that all, all of the, what he's saying is somewhere in the scriptures that follows that. But then right. the, the thought picks back up and it says, and they should take them captives whose captives they were, and they should rule over their oppressors. And it shall come to pass in a day that after the Most High shall give thee rest from thy sorrow and from thy fear and from the hard bondage wherein thou wast made to serve. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Hallelujah. Right on time. See. Yeah, see, and this is for all the new brothers and sisters in the nation that, you know, the comprehension of the scriptures is going to take some time. But this is a future prophecy right here that has not taken place yet. Hmm. You know, America has not been cleansed yet, and we haven't, been, and we haven't went back home yet. Most High ain't took us back home. And you read the scripture, and it just shows you what the Most High has for us. We're going to have our own personal <laughs> slaves. They're going, to, they're going to be working for us. And he's letting you know. If you keep the commandments and fear the Most High, that's mm-hmm. all you got to worry about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's all you have to worry about. John eight and thirty two, mm-hmm. the truth, you shall know the truth, and the truth the truth shall make you free. Make you free. Make you free. These scriptures are the real deal. This Bible is our handbook. It's our history. It's mm-hmm. our culture, mm-hmm. and it is true. It's about government law and commerce that that applies to a particular set of people. It doesn't apply to everybody else. Mm-hmm. So don't get distracted when you're watching these other camps on the Internet and you see these brothers yelling at, <laughs> at these people. <laughs> it's, you know, it's understandable because they're frustrated because mm-hmm. we, do know, we do know our duty as the chosen people. That's John. Mm-hmm. Four, and, 4 and 22. We know our duty. So we're supposed to bring this information to the people. But that's all we can do. We can't force them. Uh, we can't think for them. And, and they're definitely uh, they're so brainwashed that they have to be reprogrammed. And the only reason we're here is because we allowed our we humbled ourselves yes. and we let the Most High work on us. Yes. And that's why we're at this point right here. So that's why we can comprehend 
this Bible. We could comprehend what Brother Priest is teaching us, and that's why we walk in courage. We don't walk in fear. Hallelujah. And with, and with that, the floor is open. I just wanted to say, Brother Andrew Texby, he said his phone ran out of minutes, so I assume he won't be back on tonight. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ema. You know, here's another thing I wanted to say, too. Um, you know, I know sometimes when we're taking our breaks, we watch we watch the other uh, camps, and sometimes those brothers do a, um, they do a good job of giving uh, helpful scriptures. Yeah. And so what I what I call myself doing is I created me like a, a, a helpful scriptures cheat sheet. So like if they talking about a, a specific topic, for example, like the brother had brought up earlier about his friend being, um, you know, his philosophy is that of a scientist, almost a part atheist. Mm-hmm. So like Romans Romans three and three, the Most High got several precepts in the Bible about what scripture to use, and uh, and and let it come from the scriptures. Don't let it be your opinion. Exactly. And so, Not and so a Yeah, exactly. So when we're speaking to brothers and sisters and we're speaking from the scriptures and they're not coming from us, then they have to take their argument up with the most high. Mm-hmm. And then they end up looking foolish because at the end of the day when they're asking all those foolish questions, only thing they're doing is trying to uh, display their vanity mm-hmm. and uh, and their little and, and boost their egos. And, uh, at the end of the day, the Most High makes them look like fools because fools despise wisdom. They don't. They don't. They don't want this knowledge, and uh, they'll give you every excuse in the world. Like, uh, you know, I think it's funny now. Almost can identify a Christian with just two or three sentences out of their mouth. And the first thing, the first scripture they always want to run to is Galatians three and twenty-eight, and they always want to try to save the other races instead of identifying who they are. Mm-hmm. And I was have, wondering, you, have, have you have you accepted Lord and God as your Savior? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they get yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh my God, here we go again. So it's like, have, man, you, we been, have, to have be, you been baptized in the blood of Christ? Yeah, 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 yeah. And don't even like have a living, clue. They live into this. Oh my God, it's like a figurative. They live so figuratively. You know, I, I always say the Bible was written in four metaphors, excuse me, in four levels, which is metaphoric, figurative, symbolic, and literal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why everybody just going to the, 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 the figurative part of the speech all the time mm-hmm. and living through that only, like as if that's the only way that the scriptures can have it, can be described. And, uh, and they go to church and they're heckling. Hallelujah. I mean, every time I go back to church every weekend, just to visit or to drop my mother off or just to pass as I'm passing through. Cause, you know, I grew up with those, I, you know, my, uh, the church family that I grew up with, well, we, we all grew up together like family. We went to each other's houses. We did everything like, you know, like relatives. Mm-hmm. I still know them. We call each other all the time, you know, a lot of, a lot of us, you know, and um, I just go through, but they actually literally get puffy and red faced when you start to bring up certain, you know, things from the Bible and how we, and, and, and you try to correct the situation of how we've been living. And no, and I said, you know, listen, you know, I, I try to make them look at it from another perspective, point of view. They literally, my brother went, because my brother's sort of into the, you know, he, he's into the knowledge for, for years, way before I have, I mean, he's, older, he's much older than me he's in his 50s, but my whole point is. Is he keeping the commandments? 
Well, that's the thing, you know. He's trying to get in, a, and, and we, one of my um, brother, um, Anton Janair, you know, is a very, very close family friend to us too, and he's always talking to him about it. And, he, and I heard him talking, and my brother always saying, "You know, I'm not quite ready, you know, this and that and that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I, I know when I'm ready, but I'm not fully. I know I'm not following all the commandments, and you know, this and that and that and that. You know, he has a certain but, but nevertheless, I mean, he's into the knowledge in itself, you know what I mean? And he's been, he's a, very aware about a lot of things, and he tries to present it to a lot of guys in the church when we go back and talk to them, you know. And he said the other day, literally, the, one of the guys was, like, pissed off at him and just walked away. Man, nobody want to hear that, you know, like, this is what the, one of the brothers, the elders in the church said. Brother, nobody don't want to hear that, Lance. Get out of here. And they were telling him, you know, we hate when Gavin comes around and Brother Anton Janet, his, um, his, his other name is Anthony. They were like, oh, we hate when Anthony and Gavin comes around here too, you know, and they're talking all of this stuff. Well, what are they doing? What are they doing? You know, to make them, themselves better people, you know, how, how much better are they than us? We don't see them rich or anything else, you know, more than we are. You know, it's like they're attacking us. Mm-hmm. And all we're doing is coming friendly. And I know, you know, you know, it's funny. I noticed that it's starting to dawn on me, you know, as I'm getting older. Those were the same people that they used to call. I don't know if you ever heard of the um, Shepherd's Rod. They were like Seven Adventists who broke away from Seven Adventists. Mm-hmm. Right. And they started getting knowledge for self. They were called Shepherd Rods and another, you know. Um, oh, hell there was a lot of Yes. Hell and, and a, lot of, a lot of brothers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and a lot of brothers who who used to come back, like became Muslims or whatever, and they came back to the church. You know, and I'm like a little kid, ten year old, eleven, twelve, and they used to call, them, "Oh, don't listen to those guys." You know, don't listen to those guys. Those guys are crazy. <laughs> but then I always thought in the back of my mind, they, they must got some knowledge why they're coming back and trying to <laughs> to you guys that you don't know of. Why is it so crazy what they're saying? And you haven't really taken the time to sit down and talk to these. You know, and I, and I thought the, the churches always used to say, "Come as you are." You know, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know. They they use all these verses from the from the scriptures. They don't live it. I don't, I, I never really. I, I don't get it. Let me share the scripture scripture with you, brother, because you know you said you drop moms off at church, and sometimes you visit, and when you you sit down and you talk amongst your friends about the scriptures, and some of them have the knowledge. But here's what the Most High has to say about people who, uh, and that's why you had, that's why I asked you, is he keeping the commandments? Because the Most High, once we learn that we uh, have been, you know, caught up in this sin, because we, at the end of the day, we realize we've been brainwashed. That's why we're here, and so we reprogram ourselves. And the other brothers and sisters, when you conversate with them, they have to be reprogrammed. Mm-hmm. And they and and until they do that, they're gonna continue to give you the same answers. But just what the Most High say about people who keep uh, trying to decide and and still on the fence, go to Sirach chapter five, verse seven, and it says, "Make no tarrying to turn to the Lord, and put not off from day to day, for suddenly shall the wrath of the Lord come forth, and in thy security." Thou shalt be destroyed, 
and mm-hmm. perish in the day of vengeance. Mm-hmm. That's why we got to be about our business and learn mm-hmm. this, what we're supposed to learn, mm-hmm. and keep moving in the right direction. We don't have time to keep trying to decide, well, I wonder if this is the truth. I wonder if this information correct because mm-hmm. we, we can testify that the elders that taught Brother Priest taught this brother the right information. Yes. And, and that's why it's a blessing for us to be here. Now, yes. the, the, the other thing is we have to put in our 10,000 hours and, and learn this information. Mm-hmm. And there's so much to learn that, you know, you don't really want to waste no time uh, goofing off on doing nothing else because you've been lied to all your life. So it's like when I talk to Christians, it's like I have empathy because I was once that. I used to go to church on Sunday. I used to sing in the choir. But I ain't been to church in years because I understand I understand the commandments now, and I'm not breaking them for nobody. I'm keeping the Sabbath. I'm following the dietary laws. I'm trying to keep these commandments to the best of my ability, and I ain't going to let nobody sidetrack me. So, And that's what everybody here in this nation, we have to fulfill this because that's our duty as the chosen of Israel. I just wanted to verify what uh, uh, Brother Bernard said, uh, Second Peter 1, 19, 20, 21. We, we also have a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you, uh, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the, and the day star rise in your hearts. Verse 20, knowing this verse, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. 21, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of the Most High spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Emma. That was that was Second Peter what? Second Peter 19 through 21. 19. Thank you. Thank you. Who's going to say something, thing. brother? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, brother. The funny thing... Uh, Funny thing about it is the 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 spirit and the aspiration and the uh, the energy that you present, brother Bernard and brother and sister Ima, uh-huh. is the same that they have in the church in my in my church, and they say they got the right message and they got the right word. And <laughs> it, 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 it's it's like I don't want to fight with nobody, so I just let them be. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they, you know, it's like sometimes you got to scratch your head. Like, you know, am I doing something wrong? But I know I'm, you know, I, I know that I, I got to be doing something right because the way we've been doing it has been failing ever since. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to build, I'm just going to give, I think I said this before, but I like saying this example that, um, okay, the oldest brother, oldest sibling in my family is 60. He just, my brother turned 60. We're all from the same mother and father. So they, we all came, they all came here from Jamaica. And when they came here to New York, uh, the last two, me, me and my brother before me, I'm the last. We were here, we were born here, right? Mm-hmm. And how many generations is that from 60? I'm 42 now, and he's 60. So two. Mm-hmm. That's like two generations, right? Two generations, uh-huh. Okay, all right. They came here, what, 1966, right? And my mother's been going to the same church ever since she's got, she came here. And... Since my brother who came here from Jamaica, he was 13, the oldest. He can remember they've been asking for money to build a new church. <laughs> okay? And this church has been sitting on a block that basically they, at one time they owned the adjacent land 
mm. as like a parking lot where we used to park in it because you know how uh, um, at one time they, they they demolished a lot of uh, buildings in the Bronx, you know, and they were, um, bur- you know, a lot of places got burnt down or whatever. Or people were burning their own properties down just for insurance purposes and to get money. But nevertheless, um, they were never rebuilt um, at the time when they were, you know, when they had uh, been destroyed. So they bought that land next door to us, which had a, like, you know, a lot of rubble, but a lot of dirt. But we we fixed it and flattened it enough for us to actually park our cars in. And I don't know how it happened, but they sold the land to someone else. And now it's like a big building next to a factory building. Next, we're like the only... <laughs> On our block, we're the only uh, mixed-use building, if you want to call it, or house of worship. You know, everything else is a firehouse that they built next door, like, you know, or a factory, or so your warehouse. family, your family owned the church, brother. No, that's what I'm trying to say. They don't own nothing. They, they, <laughs> they, 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 the the church itself. I don't even know. If, I think we. I do believe yes, they own it. The Seventh Day Adventist Church. Uh, the congregation, I believe, owns that church. But they're still patching it up ever since the 60s. Like, you still see the asbestos coming out of, of literally coming off, peeling off the wall, you know, in the basement to the point where they, you know, it's like they, all they did was cover it up with sheetrock. You know, they, they sheetrocked the whole area, but then some of it got damp and got wet. So now it's like moldy and it's like all these health issues can you know transpire within the members of the church over from from you know like the little babies that are coming down and and, and worshiping in the church or going to sat you know instead of Sunday school we call it Sabbath school they got Sabbath school in these basements with all these old pipes and all of these old you know concrete uh, walls and and the, the asbestos peeling off the plaster you know you got all these hazards plus all they're doing is Prettying it up. They they just recently just prettied it up because they had an anniversary, 55th year anniversary of that church being there. Mm-hmm. You know, because from our church, we we birthed a lot of other missionary churches, you know, within the tri-state area of Bronx, Brooklyn, excuse me, Bronx, excuse me, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. So a lot of other churches came out of our church, so we're like the mother church. But at the same time, when we're given the, the, um, the tithes and offerings that are given to this church, or going straight to our conference, which is in D.C., Washington, D.C. Now, why are they not giving us a certain amount of money back for us to build our own church if that's what they're supposed to do within the congregation of this church body that we have across the whole world, that we, we are spread our tentacle arms all over? If we're so perfectly right about everything in the, in the scriptures and we're following the word of God and we're you know worshiping on the Sabbath and we're following all the laws of God. Why are we why are we got peeling plaster in our church? Why why are we worrying about the bills that we got to pay for the church over and over again? Mm. You know I, that that does that that does that seem like it's a real place in the house of the Most High? Mindset. That it would allow. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? If they were following the Word of God. That carnality. It, it's crazy. It's like wow. See, but it just goes it just goes along with the brainwashing and you know, it's almost it's almost heartbreaking to hear 
you know, you share that story because in 2015, with all this technology, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's really no excuse no more for That's for nobody saying. to come to the knowledge of the truth. Man, it it, it really isn't. It's no excuse anymore. And so when I'm a, when like I'm a brother or a sister like us here in the nation, when we talking to these people and trying to explain to them, man, don't take my word for it. Go look it up yourself. Exactly. And they got the nerve. And they got the nerve to scoff at you and look like you crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. That's why you just like Christ said, shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we, you I know, two thirds, two thirds not gonna be saved, unfortunately. Exactly. And then you under, and now you understand why. Right. So the yeah. the Roman Catholic Church is pushing their doctrine. Uh-huh. We know, like Brother Priest said, that's the Church of Satan. Right. So, I mean, man, every church. Every church that comes after the Roman Catholic Church is the churches of Christianity, exactly. uh, uh, Islam. All those churches come from the Roman Catholic Church. So mm-hmm. you, you're not pushing the Most High's commandment. You're pushing right. something anti-Most High. So it's like when I, when I, you know, when I get amongst Christians, I almost kind of tune out because they know, uh oh, here he come. Like you said, uh oh, here he come. And they know I don't play. <laughs> I'm not wasting no time. I don't want to hear nothing. Matter of fact, I got a I got a scripture that I go to for dumb questions. Go to uh-huh. Titus chap, chapter three verse nine. So anytime somebody asks y'all a dumb question, uh-huh. go to tight go to Titus three and nine. Three and nine. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I let them have it. I don't play no games. <laughs> Titus. The funny thing, the, the funny other parallel about this whole that whole story I just gave you is that. The next door, the next door neighbor to the house, because we moved, we, we moved out of the Bronx to a suburban area called White Plains, New York. I don't know if anyone ever heard of that, but anyway, it's a good, it's like 25 minutes north of the city, city line, New York city line. But anyway, we moved up there, you know, bought a house and everything. And then the next door, um, there was a couple of houses surrounding us at the time. And, you know, a lot of people are moving into the suburbs, so they did you know, chopping down the trees, moving everything out and building homes, just like they did our house. And um, there was actually a house next to us, an old house to the left of us. To the right of us, there was open land, and they built a new uh, four-family house, four-family duplex house. And across the street was was a house, and then another, next to that house, adjacent to that house, was uh, another smaller house. But at the corner of the block on my side of the street was a mini Baptist church. Mm. And they've been there for years. And, um, you know, they've been there way before we got there. In the, I think it was from the 30s or the 40s. It was like a cornerstone of the town, you know. Everybody knows Union Baptist, Union Baptist. And when they come out, I'm talking about they park where they almost literally block our driveway. We can't even come out of our driveway. We got to tell people to move over, you know tell the, the, the elders that they could tell whoever is that can move their car so we can get out of our driveway. But they are usually so packed in that area to the point where I left, when I, remember I told you I left a couple of years and I came back to New York. They literally bought the next door house, the dilapidated the houses and bought that land and turned it into parking lot. They actually wanted my parents' land and the house next door, they wanted them to sell their houses so they could put they're trying to put a nursing home and a, you know, a community center they can have for themselves, and the whole nine yards. And I'm like, wow, look at our church, little itty bitty church in the Bronx. We've been trying to do fundraisers for since the '60s to get our land to build a new church. And it's like we got the land. We, they did buy a land, piece of land, 
but now I think they're leasing it out to someone else because they weren't able to build a church. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And they got a conference. Just like the Catholic Church has all these other mini churches, you know, all over the world. And they have cardinals and they have their different uh, bishops that are running these parishes, right? Mm -hmm. We we have a conference just like that, in general conference of an Adventist. And I don't know if you guys know about Ellen G. White. She was one of the um, sisters who they look at as a, as a like a, a, a prop, uh, prophet, a pro, like a, a female prophet, prophet. A prophet. A prophetess, uh-huh. prophetess. I'm sorry, right? And she, I think this was in the 1800s. Most of her uh, time when she was uh, doing her her missionary work. But my whole point is, um, her husband was became the uh, I guess the elders in the church at the time. And the uh, Ellen G. White was on a missionary trip to South America somewhere, and they they were um, they were approached to incorporate the religion, and she was telling them not to do it because that's what the Bible preaches against that. And when she came back, they already had done it. Her husband and her, the other elders went about their business and incorporated. The Seven Adventist religion, but ever since then they've been penetrating, and like you said, it's an extension of the Catholic Church. So they've been allowing them to do certain things that we're supposed to be thinking that is wrong, which is not investing into Wall Street stocks that are, you know, uh, the the General Conference is putting money into coffee, which we're supposed to be not be drinking because of the caffeine. And into pork and pork derivatives that totally against what the Bible preaches against, you know, and a lot of other things, war weapons that they're investing into, and it could be paper trail. And I and I and that's one of the things we've been talking, like me and Antonia goes back to the church and talk to these people about, and they think we're crazy. Like they're like, wait, how do you get this evidence, brother? How do you know about this, brother? And um, we can be like, well, you know. You gotta go, go do your paper trail. You got a general conference that's taking your money every week. I, I literally had, um, and not not to go into my next story, but the church itself. Why I brought up that church? I went into the church one time just to talk to them when I came back because I was like, my parents were telling me, you know, you was trying to buy the land next door. Are you still up for? Uh, is that still off on the table? And they were like, well, um, not not right now, my brother. Uh, we bought up a whole bunch of property already, so we don't have that much money. And then they and they said they and I went in there, I looked over, and I seen an ATM machine that's actually there. Because if you go online and you look, they got a they got a credit union. You have to have a bank so, account to get in churches now. Right? No, but I'm just saying they're building their nation of whatever they believe in, right? Mm-hmm. To point where they got a bank account, they got a credit union, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> But my little, my church supposedly believe in God and they're supposed to be doing the right thing. And, you know, no we're church. doing wrong. No we're going church. to any other movement. Right. No. Yeah. No church believes in God. If they go yeah. to church on Sunday, they're supporting Satan. I hate to say it. Yeah. Oh, no, no. But these are these are Sabbath keepers. These are Saturday goers. Is what I'm saying. These are people that I, I went to a seven day Adventist church. I don't know. Right. 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 They're not keeping the true so, Sabbath. See. Right. Exactly. Uh, 
And that's the thing is what I'm saying, that they think they got the truth, the full truth, or nothing but the truth, but I'm just giving you the parallels of why are they not so successful? If they're so successful, you know, then, right. you know, they would be nation building, just like the church next door to my own mother's house would be, you know, and with that, I'll yield. Uh, I want to say, uh, Brother Bernard, there's um, several other people on the line if you wanted to see if they had anything to ask or comment on. Sure. Thank you, Ema. Phone on the record again. It's like Bernard, Tribal Judah. Uh, to all the other listeners, the floor is open. Like if you if you wanted to add to the conversation or if you had a topic that you wanted to cover, uh, please do so at this time. The floor is open. Come well, on. This is Auntie Crystal. Um, I just have a question, well, sort of a question about what you guys are talking about as far as church is concerned. So, um, like many of you, we have stopped going to church probably about six months ago, and I sung in the choir, and and, um, my dad's the chairman, my mom's the secretary, so I know a lot of people are talking because we don't go to church anymore. But my question is, um, my dad is, you know, he's kind of, okay with what we're doing. My mom is not so much so. Um, she kind of stood up in church one day, so I heard from my daughter um, that we're doing a lot of stuff that's not necessary. And she just wants to come back to church. Ooh. So um, since we stopped going to church, she, my mom has now kind of said, you know, well, sometimes we'll come and maybe we'll get the children so they can go to church. Uh-huh. So my question is how do you think we should handle or how do you think we should handle that situation? Brother Bernard, could you say that? Could you say the last part again, sister? Well, I like I said, we don't go to church anymore. We used to sometimes like just go to Sunday school and not really stay for the service. But um, now we don't really go at all. But my mom says now that she may sometimes come over and get the children and take them to church. And of course, if they spend the night with them on the weekend, they go to church. Um, how would yeah, household? Say yeah, that again. That's, uh... Who's head of household? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what we're learning in the nation that to be right. their head So is your husband is your husband in the nation, sister? Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So your husband is the head of the household. He's an Israelite. So for a grandma, she has to understand that the the, the children, uh, like I think it was a Titus. I think it's in the book of Titus, like the uh-huh. divine order. Is the yeah. Most High is first, then Christ, yeah. then the man, then the woman. Exactly. So if we're if we're following the divine order of the of the of of Christ, and and, and the man is ahead of Christ, and and and, and the man is ahead of you, so you guys are following that order. The children don't go to church. And the They're man following. is the government, isn't it, brother? Right. I mean, exactly. the man is so the law, and the woman's the government. Right. So there's a scripture I don't have it right in front of me right now, but you actually need to share some scriptures with uh, your grandma. And, like, off the top of my head right now, I'm going to Matthew chapter 19, uh-huh. verses, six, verses 16 and 17. we got to do what, what the Christ said. we got to keep the commandments. And so when you go to, uh, like, the books that they took out of the Bible in the Apocrypha, the Book of Jubilees, and in uh-huh. and, and, uh, and the volume two of the Book of Jubilees, it, it goes in depth about the Sabbath. And then in the Book of Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11, it talks about keeping the Sabbath. We have to you have to go over those small scriptures with them to okay. explain to explain to them what you're doing and then they're gonna see why you're keeping the commandments 
and you don't want to break you don't want to break the commandments because you obey him the most high. Our responsibility as Israelites is to obey the most high. We don't care what, what everybody else in the world is doing. That's why we're doing what it says in Revelations 18 and 4. So mm-hmm. um, there's a couple of scriptures I'm going to give you here in just a minute. I'm going to let Emma say something, and then I'm going to come right Matthew? back. What was that, Matthew? That was Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 and 17. Matter of fact, won't you read what the Christ said? Okay, and it's dealing with eternal life in the kingdom. Then a man came to the Messiah and said, Teacher, what good deeds shall I do to gain eternal life? The Messiah said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? Is that what you're talking to? Is that the one? Yes. Okay. Uh, He said, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you want to enter to life, obey the commandments. Which commandments, the man asked. The Messiah said, never murder, never commit adultery, never steal, never give false testimony. Honor your father and mother, love your neighbors, you love yourself. The young man replied, I have obeyed all these commandments. What else do I need to do? The Messiah said to him, if you want to be perfect, sell what you own, give the money to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven, then follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away and said, away sad because he owned a lot of property. Should I go on? Is that, you know... No, that's great right there, and I want to add on. So the Christ is telling that man what he got to do to be saved. Same thing right. with your grandma. You guys are you guys are keeping the commandments, and you're not going to church anymore because you discovered that going to church on uh, on the Sunday, something that was – I'm sorry, I cut out right there. That going to church on Sunday was actually uh, – something that was created by the Roman Catholic Church, and then you go to 325 A.D. with Constantine, uh, with those edicts that were declared. You have to give them not only the scriptures, but you have to give them some uh, resources that validate the scriptures. And I'm I'm going to look them up right now and, uh, and give them to you here in just a minute. But that's how I would handle that because you don't want to deviate from uh, uh, disobeying the Most High, and you don't want your children disobeying neither because they're right. following they're following you and your husband's lead mm-hmm. and um and there are scriptures in there i gotta go to them real uh, quick I'll one do. is ephesians five twenty three, sister Read it that. says for the hu- husband is the head of the wife as the messiah is the head of the ch- church it says his body of which he is the savior you know so that's one wives be subjected to subject to your own husbands as to the the most high for the husband is the head of the wife as the messiah also is the head of you know the church he himself being the savior of the body so you know the husband is is or the concert i mean if we don't have the men back in their original state of mind, spirit, and condition, then if we allow, you know, where's that? Isn't there a scripture, Brother Gavin or Brother Bernard, that says something about, uh, you know, a man and woman cleave together, they got to leave all that behind? You know, nothing personal, you know, but this is your children's, you know, eternal life and their well being on the line uh, on the physical level, also, you see. You're correct about that. That's right. Uh huh. You're, you're correct about that. There's a, there's a scripture that says what you just said a while ago. Uh huh. Yeah. So you know we got we it, that's like up towards the you know like I think Genesis somewhere where the man and woman the woman cleave you know they cleave together they become one 
and they can't worry about, you know, mama, daddy, sisters, brothers, and all that, you know, because then what have you accomplished? You're learning all this knowledge and stuff. What have you accomplished? You're gonna, it's it's, it's going to be confusion there, you know, with your children, you know, and the grandparents, and you all in, in, in the right direction you guys are headed, you know? Right. And, and, and Brother Eric's just got to step up to the plate. I mean, nothing personal. And I know you love right. your parents and stuff, but nothing personal. Yeah. Absolutely. You can't have them misleading misleading your uh, children. Matter of fact, let me share this scripture with you. This is Romans chapter 10, verses Mm -hmm. 1 through 3, Mm because this will help you. It says, Israel is that it might be saved, for I bear them record that they have a zeal for God. That's us. But not according according to knowledge. Mm-hmm. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the people who don't keep the commandments, mm-hmm. and going about to establish their own righteousness, have yes. not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Yes. So, I mean, th- there you have it right there. Mm-hmm. People who, they follow their own their own philosophies. Mm-hmm. Their own, they, they follow uh, man's uh, 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 ordinances. They don't mm-hmm. follow the most highs. And mm-hmm. so that's why it's imperative. Yeah, we we keep these commandments, so that's I, I hope a couple of those scriptures help you. Did you have anything else, sister? No, sir. Thank you very much, Can I ask her something? Yes. I, I'd like to ask you something, sister, and maybe you can expound on it a minute. How do you feel by not attending a church or churches anymore? How what what do you guys feel inside? How do you feel? Uh, well, at first it was just kind of awkward, and I kind of missed it because I enjoyed singing in the choir. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just, you know, fellowshipping with, you know, other of my family and all that type of stuff, but mm-hmm. now it doesn't bother me anymore, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I just, I just go see them on other days, so, mm-hmm. um, it's just something that I don't know. I just I don't. And when I have gone to church since I decided to leave the choir and all that type of stuff, just some of the things that the preacher says and pulpit stick out to me, and I, I just realized I was in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. It's a better place now. Mhm. He had that pulpit, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Where's brother? Is brother Eric on there? Uh, yes, he's here. Brother Eric, what do you think about all that? What do you, what do you think with the brothers giving you the scriptures and everything? How do you feel about that situation? Oh, it's on me. Oh, Shalom, Shalom, uh, I, well, I mean, Shalom brother. You, you know, uh, when it comes down to the in-laws, I don't want to be in no bumping heads with them. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I just, you know. And now you give me something to work with, then, you know, that's something to go on. But, you know, because they're older than me and I don't want to, you know, intrude with Because it, it, it'll seem like uh, how they, you know, how some people throw it up like, uh, well, you know, they, they'll switch it real quick, you know. And, uh, well, well not, you know, they'll switch it real quick to it being like, well, uh, you trying to keep the children away from me. I, don't, I just don't want no altercation with my in-laws. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I... Mhm. Yeah, that's one of the issues that we have. But you know, uh, at the end of the day, 
you know, it's a choice. You know, you guys' choices, your your choice, you know, and you must keep in mind that, you know, you are the head of household and you are the ruling factor in your children's life. And the worst abuse I always say about anything to the children besides not buckling them up in the car is not leading them down the right path, you know, regardless, you know, I, you know, and I, I know where you're coming from. I, I really sympathize with you and feel what you're saying. And I had to make choices like that because my mother was the same way. And I loved my mother dearly, but I knew that within my spirit and with my soul and the truth that I had, I had to do what was good for me, and I had to do what was good for my children. And guess what, brother and sister? At the end of the day, the Most High seems to always work it out where they eventually understand or just your 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 demeanor and how you guys conduct yourself and how you're becoming knowledgeable to be free. This might draw them in. And with that, I yield. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, my, uh, my father-in-law, he, uh, he understands. And he 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 just wanna uh, how you say it? Uh, he wanna see the outcome. Yeah, he wanna see your walk. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. That's it. That's it. And then and then you know we we talk and he get into the uh, law side of it. You know he like why you ain't uh you know push the issue far as you know. Uh, why you ain't having freed yourself and got your status straight? You know them them sort of questions. And you uh-huh, know I, uh-huh. I, I I'm not that advanced in the nation yet, so he like uh well you know wishy washy. That's I them guess darts. You, that's them darts that are thrown at you every day. That's why the scriptures are the shield and buckler, no matter who throws them. Right. I, right. I, I like you know as we as we be Americans and. And we 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 away from the Hebrew faith and everything. We kind of question everything, and we want to see results right then. We uh-huh, don't want to uh-huh. have patience. Uh-huh. We don't uh-huh. want to have patience for the uh, long haul. We want to see it right then. And and if this right here working for you, it need to work right now. It be working for them all their life. That's how they put it. You know, and they put you know sixty uh, some years up to my thirty some years, and you know what I'm that's like in my life. <laughs> that's the elders. But what's your nationality? Mine? Yes. I'm an Israelite. Okay, so right there you're free. <laughs> but really, if you really technically understand who you are, you're going to go through the process, but you, 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 you've you already gotten something that they don't even have, you know, uh, uh, to be free. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say this right here. My father-in-law, now he... He is on a agree and tilt with with me and my wife. Mm-hmm. It's my his consort that yeah. I with it. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. he ain't he, like you said. He the law, and he agreed and he made that statement. And he also said that he uh, he wouldn't mind conversating with priests. Okay. You know, okay. you know, if he got a, he got questions, but uh. I mean, I, I I haven't made that happen yet because he he be busy during the weekend and priest. I know he's busy, so he want he, he do want to talk to him and ask him stuff and uh, clear his his view. You agree with we are Israelites? He said okay. he also has said he been doing that for a long time, mm-hmm. but he, he said he couldn't ever put the finger on it. 
Wow. Oh, ill. Wow. I'm pretty sure if he had a conversation to somebody who is more, you know, advanced in the Hebrew faith than me, mm-hmm. you know, that'll alter him and, you know, and that'll, that'll change everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Brother Bernard and Brother Gavin? Point on the record, Bernard, Travel Judah, I'm going to just, I'm going to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> when, when, And I'm going to tell you, because Brother Priest, I already know what he's going to say. When you when you sit down and speak to any 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 Christian or anybody that's asking questions about Hebrew Israelites and you giving them the absolute truth, they're still not going to believe it Mm-mm. because Mm-mm. of the brainwashing. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can sit up and... And let's say, let's say for example, you and your consort, y'all got y'all papers done, you got your name changed, and everything. <laughs> They're still not gonna believe because they all they all want a quick fix. Exactly. They always, yeah, they want the accelerated version of everything to work right now. And you only been in, you know, the nation one day, and so you could sit up and tell them why we're supposed to keep the commandments. You could sit down and show them the books where uh, the Sabbath was switched, and you could sit up and show them how the new test, the new uh, uh, the New Testament was altered, but it's still not going to make a difference because, nope. like you said, they're in their 60s and, and they're older than you. Their brainwashing is so good that, unfortunately, unless they humble themselves and be open to be re- reprogrammed, they, right. you can tell them the truth, but they're not going to comprehend it. Right. And uh, I, I can testify to that because I'm, I'm, I'm working on the same thing myself. I try to you know, explain to my mom why I'm a Hebrew Israelite why I changed my name, explaining to her that we uh, we were incorporated in 19, excuse me, in 1492, that if you carry somebody else's last name, that they currently own you today. So it's like trying to explain to them it's no comprehension. So it's like you just you guys keep learning and, uh, and you stay steadfast on your education process, and it goes for the whole family. If they want, the, if they want your babies, man, come Sunday through Friday, and come spend some time, but you're not taking my babies to church, cause, and these right. are the reasons why, and these are the reasons why, because right. we don't we don't want to go against what the Most High is teaching us. Right. And I'm gonna get I'm gonna get these scriptures for you, uh, and I'm gonna let Brother Gavin say something. I yield. Or anybody else? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, my brother. Um, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be the, I don't want to be that bearer of bad news either. But <laughs> <laughs> I just think you know, um, you know, my grand, like I said, my father and my mother, you know, they, he was in his eighties, and my mother was, uh, she, she just turned, well, she's eighty, eighty one now. So, no, eighty two. She's eighty two. I'm sorry, and uh, you know, they, they're already. My father, my father was more of the philosophical type thinker, you know, he was more of the uh, practical way of thinking. And my mother was more of the spiritual, religious uh, type of a person. But and my, fa- my father was very spiritual too because his mother was very spiritual in Jamaica and she did things naturally without, you know, uh, you know, magic, you know, without saying that she had some magical powers per se, but she had some intuitional thing, mindsets of things going on and knowing what was, you know, like somebody, you know, people would come to the house, she'll say, 
she'll call their names before they come and they never had any telephones and you know it's a certain intuition she had but um you know doesn't in the bible it talks about the kids teaching the adults and mm -hmm. in so many ways and i think that's where we're we're in that age now <laughs> you know and and you know people are rebelling the kids are rebelling and you know and and, and um you know I, I just think we just need to don't pressure your the elders to want to believe in what we what we're into but we should just remind them you know through the scriptures when they attack you with certain things and that's what i do i'm more tact i'm more tact tactful about everything you know and i i always use my my father's philosophy you know he said always be diplomatic to every, everyone you deal with very be, be very diplomatic you know he always taught me that as a kid especially he's like when you're dealing with you know uh your consort or you know uh, a partner that you trying to join to make a life in because everybody's going to keep thinking that like with the ego that they're right you know and then and, and, and they're not wrong at what they're doing and since they've been doing it for so long you know it's like very hard to change the mindset so i wouldn't tell you to not you know don't 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 allow your kids to visit your grandparents or anything but Stand firm, like the brother Bernard just said, when it comes to going to church and that sort of thing. Because I'm going through, the, I was going through the same thing, you know, with my concert. I was telling her I don't really want him to do this. I don't want, I don't want to. And this is before we even had our kid, you know, that we were discussing these issues, like what I felt about certain things in life. Like I want to homeschool. I want to. She was like basically upset that I'm saying these things to her. She said, "Oh, when we could, when we pass that bridge." When we come across that bridge, we'll, we'll deal with it. I'm like, no, you got to have a concrete mindset of what you're going to do now. How are you going to raise your kids? How? What do you think is appropriate? Because if you don't, then when we get there and then you start going one way and I'm going the other, you best believe I'm going to go with the, what I think is, you know, mm -hmm. the, what is more right. You know? Nima. So, yes. Can you read Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen? Yeah. Uh, seven seventeen through um eighteen. I want to share this other scripture with the brother and his wife. Okay, Second Corinthians. What is in Second Corinthians five and seventeen? Okay. Chapter five verse seventeen through eighteen. Okay. Okay, five seventeen seconds. Okay. And it says, okay, five seventeen, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Whoever is a believer in the Messiah or the Christ is a new creation. The old way of living has disappeared. A new way of living has come into existence. The Most High has done all this. He has restored our relationship with Him through the Christ and has given us this ministry of restoring relationships. In other words, the Most High was using Christ to restore His relationship with humanity. He didn't hold people's faults against them. And he has given us this message of restore relationships to tell others. Okay. Absolutely. And now, Jeremiah 3 and 14. And while the sister's getting that, I just want to say this. See, when, when you become a Hebrew Israelite and reclaim your heritage and culture, the old things have passed away. You are no longer a Christian. So, therefore, you shouldn't be going to church anymore. 
because that's what that's what Satan want that's what Satan wants you to do. And see, our people are still unaware that Satan has already lost. He's trying to get as many Israelites as he can because he knows uh, he's in trouble and the lake of fire is his future. And because of that, they're trying to get as many Israelites as they can to go mm-hmm. against the Most High. And so that's where Jeremiah 3 and 14 kicks in. Can mm-hmm. you have that, sister? Yes. Come back, you rebellious people, declares the Most High. I'm your husband. I will take you, one from every city, and two from every family, and bring you to Zion. Hmm. (laughs) Read the next verse. Okay. I will give you shepherds after my own heart. They will be shepherds who feed you with knowledge and insight. In those days you will be fertile, and your population will increase in the land, declares the Most High. People will no longer talk about the Ark of Yahweh's promise. It will no longer come to mind. They won't remember it, miss it, or make another one. Okay? Beautiful. See, that verse right there, 3 and 15? Yeah. So that 3 and 15 right there, look what it says, and I will give you shepherds. Yeah. The Most High High has always given us prophets. He's the one. He's the one who selects these uh, brothers like Brother Priest to give us this information. Mm-hmm. So when you when you go into the church, you're listening to somebody that has not been chosen from the Most High. Exactly. So they're giving you the doctrine of the Roman Catholic Church. And so that's why it's, it's imperative for us to come back to these commandments and keep these commandments. And th- these two scriptures that I, I you know, wanted the sister to read for us is letting you know when you become a Hebrew Israelite for the first time in your life and reclaim your heritage, man, it's a beautiful thing. And Mm so when they see you walking that walk Mm. and they see you growing your beard and they see you, the sister with her head covered, and they see Mm -hmm. the children learning, man, that's enough for them to say, wow, the most high is for Mm -hmm. real. Mm -hmm. So, and let that, and and, and that's going to do the the answering for you where you don't have to speak. They're going to see that in you in your walk. So, I just yes. want to say that. Did you want to add on to that, Ema? I just wanted to give them two more scriptures when it comes to how to train your children. You know, uh, Proverbs you. 22, 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, this one, Psalm 78, 5, verse through 7. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach their children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in the, in the Most High and not forget the works of the Most High, but keep his commandments. I yield. Yeah, make sure the sister and the brother get them scriptures, write those scriptures down. Keep them scriptures. I've been re- I've been recording just to let y'all know. I always record these conversations okay. on myself. They can also go back to talk shoe uh, with that code and be able to listen also. Thank you. Will you, yes, sister. Okay. We just said thank you to Yes, and, and and I want to say to you, sister, and and brother. Beautiful question. And see, once we can can talk among the family and get these things off our heart and mind, it makes it easier. And see, the most I will step in and give you that opportunity. You'll know what to do and what to say. It's not, You know, it's not about, see, with the creator, you don't have to battle. He does your battling for you, you know. 
That's right. That's right. And when you're giving them these scriptures, it ain't coming from you. <laughs> it's coming from the Most High, and you tell them, I'm keeping the commandments, and I'm leaving it up to the to the Most High to uh to dictate my household. Mm-hmm. And then that leaves them. That leaves everybody feeling crunchy. And that telling gets, you now. They get respect too that way. Sisters yes. and brothers get respect. Yes, they sure do. They sure do. Matter of fact, go to uh, Barack four and one. Barack four one is that in the uh, okay in the apocrypha? Yeah. Okay, I don't have mine outright. Okay. You got it. Let me see. Let me. Let me see. I think I got it right here. Barack four and one. Let me see. Uh, yeah, that's beautiful. You know, I mean, and that's a good question. And, you know, I know that it's weighing on your heart and mind, and I can tell that you guys, both of you, you know, young folks, are really wanting to do the right thing. You know, praise the most high. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, I'm trying to find out. Where is Barack at between what and what? I have to look at my index here. Uh, okay. Uh, is there another name for that? In the Papaka, in the Papaka, uh, besides Barack, I think it's Baruch four and one. Baruch, hold on, let me read it. I'm gonna, I'll go ahead and read it. it. Baruch, chapter four, verse one. This is the book of the commandments of Yah, and the law, and the law that endureth forever. All they that keep it shall come to life, but Hmm. such as leave it shall die. Hmm. It don't get no, it don't get no clearer than that. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Don't get See, no clearer that, than that. Yeah, that, we in a good place right here. Oh, man. Wow. It's, it's, it, 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 you know, Brother Priest will tell you, it's not easy. It ain't going to be easy. But we got to stay steadfast. Oh, no. You know, one of the things that Brother has shared with us about, like when you come into this, into this truth and you try to share this information with your friends and family, Man, they will plot your death. They'll look yeah. at you like you cr- they'll look at you like you crazy, like you're going insane. Oh man, he in a cult. You know? <laughs> they they'll say some crazy stuff, but the most high, you're actually going through a, a test. Yeah. You know, he wanna he wanna he wanna see if your faith is there. Yeah. If if you if your belief is yeah. there. And uh so that's why you gotta stay steadfast. And if you do, you get on these calls every week, you 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 do your homework, you study these scriptures, and uh, you will make it through. You surely yeah. will. Yeah. I can test. I can. T- I'm a living testimony to that, brothers and yes, sisters. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yes. Amen. And me too. <laughs> yes. Uh, we. Uh, it's like almost quarter eleven. Do you think anybody else on here has anything, or was that it, sister and brother? Yes, that was it for us. Huh? I said that was it for us. That was beautiful. Okay. So why don't we question. do this? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if anybody don't have any questions, go ahead, brother, with your I, question. I was gonna, I was going to ask you about someone that has um, he's been becoming very uh, well known across the nation. Um, Doctor Doctor Umar Johnson, a guy out of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He's into the education and and developing, uh, like, uh, homeschooling and developing schools. I think he's, like, he says he's the great, 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 great grandson of um, Frederick Douglass. I don't know if you guys know who I'm talking about. 
Yeah, we heard uh, we mm-hmm. heard about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What do you think about what he's trying to do and and his uh, perspective, I guess? And, okay, uh, so outlook. I'm I'm gonna start out by saying this for another record again. I'm Bernard Tribe of Judah. Uh, I'm gonna go tell the sister. Go to Proverbs chapter three, verse thirty-one. <laughs> read that real quick, and then I'm gonna answer your question. Proverbs three thirty-one. One second here. Proverbs three thirty-one. Okay. Uh, Proverbs three thirty-one. Okay. Um, it says. Okay, Proverbs three thirty one. Okay, bear with me with with these eyes. <laughs> okay, three thirty one. It says, "Do not envy a violent person. Do not mm. choose any of his ways." Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, with in saying that, Brother Umar Johnson is trying to do a good thing, but he's trying to do it with the same old brainwashed uh, concept. So anytime uh-huh. you're trying to Anytime you're trying to do something that'll help our people, you're gonna get a roadblock, and and that's for specific reasons. And look what they did to him. You know, there's only three things that uh, that we can that we have pr- uh, problems trying to overcome, and that's drugs, money, and women, especially for us men. And look what they did. They sick that woman on him, yep. and that that kind of tainted his his. Uh, his credibility. I mean, I commend yeah. the brother for what he's trying to do, but I also understand that uh, he's no different than Al Sharpton. He's no different than Jesse Jackson because uh-huh. they come after you in so many different ways. If he was in this nation and trying to do that, I think yeah. he would be able to make it. But because right. he's out, he's he's still in the beast, and he's he has that education from the beast. It's, they're going to constantly continue to attack him. And so, you know, and that's what I have on it, and that's why I think that scripture applies because, you know, from my in my uh, King James sixteen eleven it says, "Envy thou not the oppressor, and choose none of his ways." And so, most right, right. of us as uh, Israelites, we try to do things uh, in the beast, and they always never work because we have no comprehension of it's set up for you to fail. Right. The system, the system is set up for you to fail unless you know how to contract properly. Unless you comprehend commerce the correct way, it's always right. going to be this type of situation. So, uh-huh. and, and that's what I kind of have on that. You want to say right. something? That that sums it up perfectly. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's it. Thanks. I mean, I can't say nothing no better. Yeah. Beautiful. What's your take on it, brother Gavin? Ta-da. That's all I got to say, I guess. Because, you know, him, uh, you know, he, I think he's very intellectually, um, you know, helpful to uplift the mind. I shouldn't say uplift, but to make aware of certain situations that are going on within our, in, 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 you know, the nation of people who are considered to be Hebrews who don't know that they're Hebrews. He was very well, like you said to me, you know, that he would do very well in this nation, you know, to better the nation um, intellectually, I should say, you know, about uh, misleading you know, the black child in, in America in a sense, and mis- miseducating the black, the black family, so-called black family in America. Uh, because there's many different, you know, books that was written before him 
before he came out with his, the way he lectures and the topics he lectures on, you know, from the 60s all the way up. Um, the conspiracy to keep to, to, to keep the black boy down, I guess. I said that there was a part one and a part two. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, I, I, got those, I got those books from my brother. He had them. And then I started and, to read them. You know, white, you ever, white, was it Black Rose, White Justice? You know, if you ever read that book. You know, um, there's quite a few books that he he touches those type of topics. And, you know, and dealing with, because the only reason why I brought him up because I, I've, you know, this is about looking at some of his lectures. You know, he's bringing up a lot of good points about self-educating and, and creating schools for within our own people and then talking about how, you know, because he did say something about, um, somebody asked a question about in the audience one time to him about not nation building, but I think he said something about um, how to establish, uh, I forgot what he said, but his response was, you know, in a sense of, um, we have to create our own. We have to create our own business. We have to create our own schools. We have to create our own, um, our own currency, our own banking system. That's what he was saying, you know, to the response to the question. And it, but it, he, he had the right idea, but he didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't uh, conclude how we go about it. Right. You know what I mean right. by studying the certain right. laws and right. You know, see, that's what, and that's so, what we have here in this nation. That's what right. he doesn't have, <laughs> and that's what and that's what I feel that shouldn't we shouldn't we we reach out to these people like that? Do you think that could probably you know where it's coming from to bring them home? You know what I mean? To bring a guy like you know, him home would be very powerful. Sure. See, but if you you ask Brother Priest that same question, it comes back to uh, them being open enough to humble themselves and. Uh, and, and learning about who they truly are. Because when you listen to him, you know, his his philosophy is the same as uh, Carter G. Woodson. That's where he gets his doctrine from. And um, I've actually been on a couple of his calls So because I was a big fan of his. And um, I used to sit and speak to my consort. I said, watch, uh, it's just a matter of time for this, this brother's true colors come out. And uh, Carter, I was, Carter G. Woodson, I was, or you mean you was on whose calls? Carter G. Woodson's calls? Or the, no, uh, Brother Umar Johnson. Oh. I was on one, yeah, I was on one of his calls one night when they was doing the, um, uh, in Ferguson when they was having all that turmoil, and Brother okay. Omar was trying, he, oh, okay, okay. yeah, he was, I heard him on a call one night, and the whole time on the call, brother, all he kept saying was, we're going to let the sister speak, he wasn't coming with no solutions, all he was doing was trying to, uh, go ahead, sister, go ahead, oh, go ahead, queen, and I mean, man, it, it wasn't talking about nothing. And I and I got off that call. I was on that call for two hours, me and my me and my wife, and I was very irritated. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Watch!" I said, "Watch! This brother gonna get exposed." And I ain't trying to uh, point, you know, like brother priest teach us. We we don't we don't attack anybody. If I got a problem with you, I'm gonna pull you to the side and say, "Look, brother, I think you're doing this and that wrong." But you know, his 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 ideals, if they had. Um, the backing of the Israelite nation, so he has to, I, he has to come in and want to learn this truth first. Because exactly. if you sit out if you sit down and talk to him, they gonna come with Kemet, they gonna come with Egypt. That's all they know, and you ain't gonna never get nowhere. You, it's just gonna be a waste of time. Right. So you, you have to get with like-minded Israelites. And with that, I yield.
I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ta-da. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go, and I'm pretty sure there's some people that might have to go to uh, work tomorrow or mm-hmm. something. I just wanted to remind ourselves, including me, uh, we have to use, realize the words we use in, in not call, common parlance like kids and things. We have to be conscious of what we say and really just take our time to really contemplate on what we're injecting so it could become a habit. And that I'll speak to myself first. And with that, I love everybody and I yield. Thank you, Ema. Thank you, Ema. I don't know if anybody has anything else. If we don't, we'll go ahead and conclude the call and come back again next week. Does anybody have anything else? Thank you, brothers. Uh, uh, okay. Ox. Thank Ox. Yes. Thank you, Ema, as well. Love you, too. Love everybody in the nation. So I guess everybody don't have anything else, so we're going to go ahead and conclude the call. And we'll yeah, be, shalom. be here. Shalom, shalom, shalom everybody. Shalom. I was just going to tell you, uh, thank you. I appreciate the information. I love you, know, and, uh Yes. With that idea, and shalom. Shalom. We love you too, brother. Shalom to everyone in the nation. We're going to conclude the call at this time. Shalom, shalom. 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 Take care. All right, you too.
with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.